Are we not, Samantha? Recording this episode at a intriguing confluence of important historical moments. Yes. We are less than a week from Brexit officially happening. And we are recording this episode literally hours after President Trump was acquitted in his Senate trial. I'm going to dub this with literally hours after Trump was impeached. Well, so that we can have one for the good time. Oh, you want to try and you want some revisionist history? Yeah, that's what the liberals want. They want to change the history books that we teach our kids <laughs> to try and denigrate the glory of the great self. That is what we want. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but I feel like them not having witnesses and then him being acquitted it was almost gone by in my brain, not in the world, as a non-event. Because it's like, I'm so not surprised. Yeah. It's almost like I knew that would happen. There was a little bit of uncertainty about the witnesses, to be fair. But, yeah, this Senate trial was a sham kangaroo court. It was a show sham, a sham show. It really was a show sham. I've been saying that the whole time. Yeah, totes. It was... Totes. From the beginning... I mean, it was obvious that they were going to acquit trump that was well i mean a lot of republican senators were saying that before the trial even started and of course they swear an oath when the trial begins saying that they will render i believe the word in his impartial justice nah not me (laughs) not me but they were saying before the trial that they were planning to acquit trump and not only that but mitch mcconnell that slimy, creepy, duplicitous little weasel that he is, said before the trial even began that they were going to be conducting the trial in perfect alignment with the White House's wishes. In what kind of fair trial does the defendant get to dictate every particular of the proceedings? I mean... He doesn't and shouldn't. To call it a joke would be too kind. It was a, a shameful farce from beginning to end the witnesses vote like i said it did seem because they the democrats only needed i think it was four republicans to break ranks and they ended up getting two and it was possible they could maybe get four but then the other two so they only needed two more for the witnesses yeah those fucking slimy bastards. Yeah, but some Republicans lost their nerve at the last moment. It would have been fascinating to be a fly on the wall in some of those behind-closed-doors negotiations. Because you got to think about it. If you're one of those Republican senators who was rumoured to possibly vote for witnesses, thus extending the trial, thus embarrassing the president further, and you go to the Republican leadership and say... I'm one of only, like, one or two people who can decide this matter. You have incredible leverage to basically demand whatever recompense you want. So they probably brokered some some deal for themselves. They're probably going to get some extra campaigning dollars from the RNC next time they're up for re-election. It would have been very interesting to to see that happen, because I'm sure there was some kind of, you know, slimy deal-making... Imagine being the two people who were going to vote and they imagine any meetings they had to be in or maybe they like hit themselves away as best they could so that people couldn't approach them to try and 
change their mind. I don't know how it works. Sure. I'm like imagining them like just not showing their face anywhere. Taking because... secret tunnels to get to the Senate. Although Mitt Romney seems to have no more fucks to give. He's just like... Yeah, so that th- there was two articles of impeachment. There was abuse of power and there was obstruction of Congress. And Mitt Romney was the only Republican who voted for one of them. He voted for abuse of power. Um, it's interesting in a sense that is still a moral victory for the Democrats to even get one Republican, even though Mitt Romney is known as a kind of tepidly anti-Trump figure and known as being kind of a maverick and voting with his conscience sometimes, even to get one Republican on one article of impeachment is a big deal for the Democrats. And I can only imagine what's going to happen to Romney now. He's definitely going to take a a molly whopping for a this. Molly whopping. <laughs> molly whopping. I think is molly the, whopping. Yeah, it's like an American. Oh, okay. I slang see phrase. Mean. It came to mind for like some a reason. Ye old, not ye oldie, but like a. 50s. Makes me think of someone beating you with a mop. Even though it's molly. Yeah, but it's almost like you're saying it really fast. Like you're saying mop whopping. But molly whooping, like it's You're almost making it the syllables are blended worse. into each other. But anyway, yeah. my point is, he voted for witnesses, and he pay, and he started to pay some consequences for that. He was disinvited from. So you want to say he? I did purposely interrupt you. Then I apologize. That's okay. I thought you were going to say he pay like he was paying someone to do. That's what I thought you were going to reveal to the world. He was. What do you mean? Like he pay, like he was gonna pay other people to like vote. I'm just letting my imagination yeah, run wild because you said the word pay twice, so I was like, <laughs> "Is there secrets that you know?" You've seen too many Hollywood movies. Yeah, pretty much. Someone slipping him like a giant novelty check <laughs> to, to vote for witnesses. Those giant checks are so weird. Take it down to the bank, slide it into you know those those little cutouts in the the cashier windows. Yeah. Try and like fold up the giant novelty <laughs> check and shove it through. But anyway, yeah, he voted for witnesses, and even for that perceived betrayal, he's been disinvited from CPAC, which is a very important Republican convention. So, having voted to impeach the president, I mean, I don't think they would kick him out of the party because he is very popular in Utah, which is his home state and where Utah. he was elected. But he's definitely gonna. He's going to pay the price. So it's interesting. He has now kind of become an unexpected, you know, hero of the liberals and the Democrats because he voted against his party lines. This is like when when liberals started cheering John McCain for his thumbs down on, on that bill that came up. I don't know. <laughs> Educate me if you would like. That's... You know way more. I know more about American politics than I do about British politics, but you know even more about American politics than me. Yeah. So. This yeah. is kind of like when I have long political conversations with Matthew. He knows a lot about British politics. And I wouldn't say I know a lot about American Politics. You do kind of for for an Englishman. I follow it closely, and I don't follow British, uh, at least electoral politics here very closely. Uh, yeah, because for instance, I would be telling you things about British politics, like around the vote and yeah. stuff, you, stuff you didn't know. I make sure I keep abreast of the important developments, don't and da- I try. Don't downplay the amount of knowledge. No, you I... definitely 
gave you school me on on certain things that I'm not following closely. I also tried to keep up with what each uh, major party's policy stances are, but beyond that, I don't follow it day to day. Yeah. No. And I do follow American politics day to day. So now you're saying what could be next is that the Democrats could still have the wit. They could still like have the witnesses before the. Yeah, it's interesting. The one witness that Democrats are salivating to put on the the stand and have him disgorge his secrets is John Bolton, who was Trump's, I believe it, the title is National Security Advisor, a very important position. He left or was kicked out or fired, I can't remember. Who knows at this point? There's been so much turnover with the, the Trump administration. But he is now writing a book and the manuscript of it leaked and he basically in the book confirms that trump was saying the type of things we we thought he was saying which is we are we want this investigation from the ukrainians and we want it into the bidens um in particular and i think he also has some insight on how the the hold on military aid was conducted and and thought about so he is a very important witness it is a, a complete laughing stock and embarrassment that the senate voted against having witnesses i don't know how you can have a trial without witnesses yeah it's not really a trial then is it no it's well it never was it's it like, was a rubber stamp acquittal yeah. from beginning to end um i really just you just can't hold down your breakfast when you look at mitch mcconnell <laughs> you can't i mean you there's something so just disgusting and despicable about him and people like him. The funny thing is Trump was elected to quote-unquote drain the swamp, but Mitch McConnell is exactly the type of politician who the people who buy into that rhetoric want to get rid of, and they would be able to see that if he wasn't on their side. He is just a, a liar and a manipulator and a cretin. And the, what the moment that sticks into my mind and forever will be in there like a, a craw is he obviously helped stop obama's supreme court nomination merrick garland and the reasoning that they pushed at that point was well obama can't pick a supreme court justice because it's not right that in the last year a president should be able to force through a Supreme Court nomination. That makes no sense. No, it doesn't. It's like saying you don't really get four years, you get three. Yeah. And of course, don't they always say that you get nothing done in your first year? Exactly. So then you say saying, actually, you only get two. Yep. So it's bullshit. You, uh, should have, you should have power up until your last day, honestly, yeah. because otherwise it, there shouldn't be dates put but on it. Republicans had the control, and so they stopped it. They killed it dead in the water. And then, and this is the crucial moment, Mitch McConnell was giving a speech at some, you know, closed doors, Republican, glad-handing, fundraising event. And they said to him, if Trump had the opportunity to nominate a Supreme Court justice in his final year, would you say the same thing and say that it wasn't appropriate for him to nominate one? And apparently, reportedly, McConnell gave kind of a sly, butter-wouldn't-mount smile and said, no, I'd let him, I'd let him nominate one. Which just shows you what, I, I mean, you can't get any more sordid or just disgusting hypocrisy than that. That is so blatant and that is so just vile. 
I enjoy how angry you're getting. Well, someone has to. You I know. can see it like in the way that your mouth is like you. Yeah. He's one and of those figures like where, you know, you can't eat enough to vomit enough, as Christopher Hitchens uh, used to say. Eat, you can't eat enough to vomit enough. Yeah. What a fucking graphic, just <laughs> disgusting, but great. Chef's kiss line. I think that's kind of you know how there's that ancient. I think it's in the ancient Romans. They used to specifically gorge themselves on feasts, and then they had. Ru- I think one of the, they're called like purgatiums or something like that. Some kind of very they evocative had- word. They had rooms where they would then go and vomit it all up so they could eat some more. I'm only half remembering this. So Just I'm- give it an hour. <laughs> Just chat for a bit and then eat some more. You don't need to fucking vomit it up. Yeah, there's no time for chatting when, Jesus. You've, got this, when you've got a banquet like this. Of course you know this information. Sure. You know the craziest shit, I've realised. You, you will sometimes just bring up like... Some weird fact about something like you just did where it's like, what, what did you watch? What did you watch that, that showed you this? Sure. That one's not quite as, like, rare because I feel like you could have just watched, like, something about the Romans. There's a lot of stuff out there about the Romans, but, like, or the Greeks. But, like, yeah, that weird thing that you told me about the other day about the, the tooth, the notched tooth or oh, something. Oh, yeah, that was... I feel like I'm gonna. I end up referencing Infinite Jest in in, in every podcast well, while look, I'm reading it. When we like something so much that it just naturally comes up yeah. within like all of our conversations. I would also like to point out that you brought it up this time, well, so I can't be accused of. I didn't accuse you of anything. You tried to preempt the accusing. I can't, but you didn't need to. I can't be accused to. of shoehorning it into the conversation. I'm sure I will discuss the discovery of witches at some point no during this podcast. But yeah, the thing about David Foster Wallace is. He, there's this remarkable thing where he seems to know everything about everything. He has this kind of encyclopedic knowledge about just really obscure minutiae of different fields. And you just think to yourself, how did he come across this fact? And the one that really crystallized it for me, and I, I was talking to you about it the other day, is at one point he's describing this guy's appearance. And he just, as a throwaway line, mentions that he has a quote-unquote Taylor's notch in his front teeth and I just looked it up and it's you can't even find that many search results about it it's it's some kind of obscure archaeologist's term and it refers to when you dig up a dead body and examine the teeth it's one of the markers that can give you a, a indication of what that person's profession was because tailors of course put the needle between their teeth to free up their hands and over time it kind of erodes a small little notch in one of their front teeth which is first of all fascinating that you can then look at that hundreds of years later and figure out what their profession was i've got news for you what's that i have one you do however i am not a tailor Interesting. I have a nat- like a little natural one. Yeah, but if you see some of the pictures, oh, are they really it's deep? like a triangle taken out of their teeth. Uh. There's there was uh, there's several of them that were very interesting. This is not a profession, but you can also see when someone was a heavy pipe smoker because they used to have pipes made out of clay, which is abrasive on the teeth. That's gotta like bang against your tooth. And it- so over time, it erodes a circular. Um, space in between your teeth where you hold the pipe stem that's extreme it was very very interesting man. Especially because you think people talk with it they don't take yeah. it out they just so you're constantly grinding your teeth against yeah. it 
<laughs> and there were several of those, and it was just so interesting, man. And I was just thinking to myself, like I said, I couldn't even find that many Google results about it. It's a really obscure term. Was he reading some kind of archaeology paper or yeah, journal? who knows. Maybe he was just re- watching a documentary about, like, yeah. how can they tell things from bodies? Like, it's, do you know what but I mean? But it's just one of those little things, and I feel like, not to toot my own horn, but I do occasionally have those moments you with do. you. It's funny, you, like, say things to me, oh, some, someone's like this, and I'm like, you are like that. You are like that. <laughs> you have all these little things that Not to that, that extent, you know. but I appreciate I appreciate the point anyhow. But anyway, going back to the impeachment trial. I have always thought... Oh, oh, oh. Before we get into that, you are right. Yeah, so they want the Democrats wanted to snag four Republicans to vote to force through witnesses because they wanted John Bolton because he potentially has some explosive revelations. And like most people who have been either have been forced to leave because of their conscience or have just been fired because of internal squabbling. Once they are pushed out of the Trump administration, they become embittered and disgruntled and they want to kind of, you know, stick it back in their eye. Mm. So they knew that he was potentially a very, very valuable witness. The witness vote got killed, whatever. But now that this impeachment trial is over, the... Democrats, of course, control the House and they control a lot of the committees. So they can basically just bring him in front of one of those committees and get him to say it there. <coughs> can but, they televise it? Yeah, of course. <coughs> the, the the wrinkle in that is they tried to subpoena him while they were doing the pre-impeachment hearings, the impeachment inquiry, quote-unquote, and he fought it. He was one of those people who was saying, we're going to have to go to court to see whether I can actually say this stuff because of executive privilege, blah, blah, blah. That was just a dodge. That's just an evasion. If he wanted to come, he could have. They just used that as a way to get out of it and to get everything enmeshed in these, you know, unending court cases to the point where, you know, your testimony is no longer relevant anymore. So he refused to come, even though he was subpoenaed to these House committees, he then said he'd be willing to come to speak to the Senate, which is a ridiculous and, you know, childish and incoherent position. So there, there is now an open question about now that that chance to appear before the Senate has has vanished. And if the Democrats try to bring him before the House again, will he come? So there's a little bit of dramatic uncertainty there. Who knows? Also, the White House is trying to stop the publication of his book. If you work in the White House and you write a book, you have to submit the book to them before publishing so that they can screen it for any classified information. If they like you, you get the book back a few days later with a big thumbs up. If they don't like you, they tell you that it's rife with all this classified information you didn't even know about and your book gets howled in this purgatory for six months. He could just leak it though, right? Well, it's already if been it's leaked. it's more about the information yeah. like, rather than him making money at this point, he could just leak it. Well, apparently the manuscript has already <laughs> been leaked. I don't know if it's the full manuscript or not. Um, I also think it's a draft. I don't know if it's the finished copy or not. But So it could appear that way. It might just, it might just um, be excerpted in newspapers gradually. You know the election? Which one? The, the big one <laughs> yeah but do you mean the past election or the next oh, one? Oh, sorry no the next one yeah which is this year right yeah is it 
you know how um each party a person has to get chosen yeah how do they get chosen i forget is it the party who votes or is it the public i can't remember this is it's a very complicated process involving delegates and caucuses and super delegates and whatever it's a very involved intricate kind of byzantine you know just a lot of stupid rules and a lot of centralizing of power amongst oh. unelected people well my point anyway was that obviously we're wondering with so many people in the democratic party yeah trying to run is it just a given that trump will get chosen to be the republican yeah because yeah. he's sitting president yeah he just he won the iowa caucuses which at this but point could he have lost that and then would have he, he not be able to run yeah, I mean, technically he could have lost it. But, but that never happened. No. We're, by the way, just so you know the moment in time when we're doing this podcast, we still don't have the final yeah. Democratic it was like three days caucuses ago. result. Yeah. Apparently Pete Buttigieg is in the, the lead. gig. No. It's gig. Is it? It really just, I can't say, it's kind of like the gift gif thing. Right. Because I thought it was like gig for so long. Boot edge edge or whatever doesn't sound right. Apparently, he obviously, has if it... I met the person, yeah. I would never do say that. <laughs> but while speaking about him, I'm going to continue to call him Bootigig. No, that's not his name. He, it is his name. Don't you think it's a little bit disrespectful to purposely oh, mispronounce well, now a you've name? You've brought up respect. <laughs> I don't really know what you want from me, to be honest. Yeah, apparently, his campaign have been putting out T-shirts and banners that literally say "Boot Edge Edge" to try and educate the public about his name. I roll. That's a terrible disadvantage to have as a presidential yeah. candidate. I feel bad now. If Boot people edge don't edge. know your name, you know, how you're going to struggle to get mind But they share. know it's the name they can't say. That's so an interesting he's still point. Me- me- memorable. <laughs> he's still yeah. memorable. If there were two people that had difficult to pronounce names, it would be even yeah. more. Okay, teach me. Boot Edge Edge. Pete Boot Edge Edge. Yeah. Because I'm sure you don't say it as slow as you just said it. I can't say it fast. Buttigieg. 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 In American, it's probably more like Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. You're not saying it right. You know what I mean. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. <laughs> but then, uh, then it's not a word anymore. I've seen several articles about this. Reporters are very think people care about this a lot more than I think they actually do. But apparently, his wife then muddied the waters by coming out and saying it's pronounced i forget how she said it pete Buttigieg or Buttigieg or something like that so his wife then gave an alternate that's like that chrissy Teigen woman i think her name is he's actually chrissy Teigen or something but isn't it e t-e no it's Teigen. t-i-e i think oh okay and i think she had been even asked in the past whether it was Teigen or Teigen, and she said Teigen. and i remember she said like on twitter she said something like look I've been saying it. It's te- people have been saying it's Tegan for so long that it's Tegan, but she and she posts like a video where she asks her mom, "Is it Tegan or Tegan?" And her mom's like, "Tegan." That's it's so strange. It really is a bummer when you hear people say, yeah, you know, "I feel bad now." Celebrities and they say, yeah. "My name's actually blah blah blah," but yeah. people have been saying it f- this way for so long that it has just solidified as that. I used to call the actress Mia Wasikowski, Wasikowski, but it's Vasakowska. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I said it how you spell it, Wasikowski. 
And because other names yeah. are Owski when it's spelled like that. But it's Vesakovska. That makes me think of the female MMA fighter, former champion. I think you pronounce it Joanna Jonjacek. But if you look at her Polish surname, there is no yes, way to no, tell yeah. how to say it. Mm. I mean, it's one of those ones where it, it, it has a completely different pronunciation than you would think by looking mm. at it. It's funny as well when you think things are going to be a certain way. Like I used to years ago call her Scarlett Johansson. But it is just Johansson. A Johan- lot of people did. But it is just Johansson. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. I call her that as well. Yeah, me too. When, you say, when we're in the boudoir. How do you... <laughs> <laughs> I always call people by their full Christian name in the boudoir. <laughs> with the crucifix hanging over the, the bed where the magic happens. If you ever watched MTV Cribs. What, what the fuck? How what? did you watch MTV Cribs? You were even born. It's okay, not like you said MTV Chids. I did say MTV Hibs. <laughs> I bet they did Merry do like Christmas. a child celebrity version of MTV Cribs. Of course they did. Yeah. Did you ever watch Sweet 16? I'm ashamed to say once or twice, yeah. <laughs> that show is like... It's, it's like, gross. It's really gross. It's... It's... um, What's the word? It acts as birth control, I think. Yeah. Because you see how depressing these people's lives are. Mm. And you think to yourself... I'm going to use every form of birth control I possibly yeah. can to avoid this from happening. How do you say um, Lilo Dallas's name? Mila Jovanich. <laughs> Is that... I tried to say it right then. <laughs> I didn't even say the, the mangled version it's I usually... Jovovich, I think. What is it? Jovovich. Oh, okay. I might be wrong too, but it's definitely not Jovanich. Oh, then there were also... <laughs> We should say this as well. There are some people where we have our own names for them, which oh, are based. Yeah. And, and the prime example, <laughs> and I enjoy his podcast a lot, so I'm going to call him out here. I call him Max Daxley. But his name is Dax Shepard. I don't know why, but it's just such a funny, it's just so funny to me. Because he's got such an interesting name, Dax. Max Daxley. What do we used to call Steve Buscemi's name? We can never remember oh, that. Something tiramisu or something. What? what is it? <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, that does sound vaguely familiar. This was one of our very early first like bits that we had. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, when we used to watch Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, remember that show was good. That was a good show. Just hey. went downhill. You can't be just casually dropping spoilers like that. It's an old like show that. that's been gone for years. If you haven't watched it by now, I make no apologies. I'm gonna spoiler tag that. Go on then. I will. Spoilers. No, I'm going to go back and edit it. You're going to take it out? No, I'm just going to beep it. Oh, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? The English jumped out. Your core day, spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your day do it, did you? We're from Blankawe. Couldn't say it. You're giving away where we're from. What's wrong with you? Only to people who are in the same region and who know. But yeah, so... People in Nepal aren't going to know. Ah, I see what you did Ding. there. Because we did have a listener from Nepal Hi. this week. Hello, Nepal. Ne- Nepal? I think it's Nepalese. Nepal. So Nepalesian. Don't you... get it wrong. Well, I don't know. I'm taking a, my best educated guess. <laughs> I'm not trying to I be... I don't know that you are educated. Well. About the Nepal people. That's, pro- that's 100% true. I'm woefully undereducated about most nations on this this beautiful... You, where you going? Green and blue where you going? orb. What are the other names that we say wrong on purpose? Floating on a black velvet backdrop. 
I don't know. Um, it's funny because it's not even long. It's not names you can't under, like. You think you can't um, pronounce or whatever because you're. It's like a Russian name or something. Yeah, Somet- it's just we do funny things. So, well, also sometimes it's not even if someone has a long, complicated name. Sometimes people have simple names, and I manage to get it wrong. Like the Max Sexy one. Yeah, but you I- didn't know his name. That's how it started out. Yeah, but it's not. I wasn't uh, mispronouncing his name. I couldn't remember yeah, what his no, name was. Yeah, no, we're not was. talking about mispronouncing now. We're talking about just saying it different because it's like a thing, a yeah. secret thing. Like I would say something about Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, and. You'd be like, what's that guy's name? Max Daxley. Yeah. And then it just kind of, now, I never, ever, ever say Dax Shepard. We always say Max Daxley. Yeah. And that was, but that was before I kind of knew who he you was. You didn't know who he was. I no. wasn't, listen, I didn't listen to his podcast back then. It's funny how I basically told you who he was and now you like really like his podcast. Yeah, I do. It's a good, good podcast. It's also interesting when you follow a podcast when it's small. Well, I mean, it wasn't that small because he is kind of a, a celebrity, but it was relatively small, and now it is blown up. Yeah, it's and on the, the New York Times. Yeah, the other day I saw a New York Times profile about it, and I was like, wow, you did good. And he's having, like, big people on there. Yeah, very big people. Uh, like? Your boy did good. I was, like, making a joke. Like, you can't name them. Yeah, I could name some of them. I was messing around. The joke went, boy, just forget it. Sure. Just forget <laughs> it. Okay, talking about impeachment. Must we? We don't have to if you don't want to. No, I was. I didn't know what else you were going to bring up. Don't poke the bear because you'll was, get the claws. I was preempting what you were going to bring up. You'll get the teeth. I was messing. I don't want to get attacked by a bear. Thanks. There'll be nothing left of me. Do you there'll, want me to be mauled? There'll always be your words. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah, we'll get on to that. This is the the really interesting thing about impeachment is, I think I. I thought I kind of thought this in a sort of more as a embryonic inkling even before this happened, but now it really has become solidified and it's just become glaringly obvious. Impeachment is a fantasy. I don't think impeachment could ever truly happen in the modern era, and of course, I mean a successful impeachment trial because technically impeachment is just having the trial sent to the senate i mean to have someone impeached and removed because if you think about all the ways that they tried to argue you shouldn't be impeaching right now you can't impeach the president of the other party so when the democrats tried to impeach trump the gop said this is a totally partisan attempt it's not legitimate. They're just trying to attack their political enemy. So your same party, for it to be viewed as legitimate, has to impeach you, which is fantasy land. Secondly... Unless it comes out that you did something really horrible. To be honest, I don't know what... I feel like this type of thing is only going to fly when it's Trump. Because he has this weird kind of, I am going to do whatever I want, and I've proved I'm going to do whatever I want, and the shit isn't going to stick or whatever to me. I think you would be surprised. The Democrats had some less than honourable conduct during Bill Clinton's impeachment trial. But Mm. obviously that's not still vivid in people's memories. Anyway, let me continue. So you can't do that. Secondly, you can't impeach a president in his first year because that's too soon. He hasn't even had a chance to get 
his hands on the ropes. He hasn't had a chance to prove who really is. You don't is. actually can't? No, I'm I'm oh. saying that that is what people will say. Oh, yeah, but if it's coming that he's done something really bad, surely you can, no? Yeah, but I feel like you're not following what I'm saying. These are the the rhetorical kind oh, of okay. so barricades that will literal. be erected. I was being too literal. You can't impeach a president in his last year, which is something the Republicans actually said this time around, because it's too close to the election and you are, quote unquote, robbing the voters of a chance to remove him themselves. That's so dumb. And so there's all these different reasons. So really, you have to be able to impeach the president in his middle two years and you have to impeach him by his own party. I mean, at which point you've basically removed all realistic chance of it happening. There needs to be an independent, neutral party that that takes on these things if they were to happen. So it's people who, obviously it'd be hard to find people who aren't biased because they have like Republican feelings or whatever. But people who will, you know what I mean, like that they could take on this. Because it does seem kind of weird, like... We can't get anything past it because you need this many votes from the Republican Party, but the Republican Party are never going to vote. That's it's yeah. so dumb. The thing is, then they would accuse that being that person or people or organization as being an unelected kind of, you know. Maybe they could be elected. Maybe it's like the Supreme yeah. Court where you basically get to keep your seat. They just have a small party of people who are like neutral and they get called upon if something happens. I'm not really sure how you would do that because you'd have to really... The, the Obviously, the really the other thing that really gums up the works of any impeachment trial is the the frankly kind of ambiguous and unhelpful language that the framers used when they talk about high crimes and misdemeanors being necessary apparently that's well understood to not actually mean you have to have committed a technical crime under the federal statute it was really used as a kind of term of art or byword to mean a serious or grave misdeed but it gives people like for example alan dursaritz who frankly embarrassed and disgraced himself during this trial and before this was a, a fairly respected constitutional scholar but he was wheeled out and i do say wheeled out advisedly because he is kind of a husk at this point to say that because Trump has not been accused of any, you know, specified uh, producible crime, you can't point to a federal offense that he has committed. Therefore, he has not committed any quote unquote high crimes or misdemeanors. And so, ergo, this impeachment trial is illegitimate, it's founded on wrong principles. So, I think what would definitely be a very useful and salutary change would be to explicitly say maybe have a constitutional amendment that says what type of conduct and give examples and really get into granular detail can get a president impeached because right now it is essentially left up to interpretation okay and the party whose president is being impeached are always going to quote-unquote interpret what they did as not reaching the high bar of impeachment and the other party are going to interpret it as reaching that bar 
So unless you I have an objective standard, you're just going to get mired in this squabbling yeah. and this back and forth. That's why I said there needs to be people who aren't in either of those parties that can yeah. do some shit. I think that's kind of utopian, alas. Well, you know, that's the aim. Yeah, so this I, I have been following this impeachment hearing closely. It has, you don't say. Yeah. I think, like I said, it is... It is very important that the Democrats got at least one Republican to vote because they were kind of, you know, they had egg on their face when when it came to voting on the articles of impeachment. I believe they lost three Democrats on the vote, which allowed the GOP to crow about the fact that there was a bipartisan, quote unquote, vote against the articles of impeachment, which is not a good look. Um, yeah. It was fascinating. I found it very fascinating to watch. I watched especially the, even the pre-impeachment hearings, the impeachment inquiry televised hearings very closely. There were, it was interesting how it kind of made celebrities out of these, these mm. civil servants. Remember I showed you that woman who was testifying? She was a, some kind of national security expert on, on Ukraine. This woman called Fiona Hill. Oh, she had yeah. a, a British Northern accent. I was going to say, yeah, wasn't she English? She she was very impressive. I yeah. thought she acquitted herself incredibly well, even under very hostile questioning from the Republicans. But she really came out very, very well. There were several people who came up very well in those hearings. Um, and just the drama of it, I found very kind of spellbinding to behold. But now it's over in a perfect yeah. anticlimax that we all expected. It is an anticlimax. Do you have any thoughts on the Democratic primary candidates who are left in the race? Who are you? I like Bernie. Interesting. I'm a Bernie girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be because it's Bernie bro, so shouldn't it, would it be Bernie gal? I don't like that. You don't like Gal Gadot? I don't like Gal. I don't like the word Gal. Talking of names that are difficult to pronounce, I would have said it was Gal Gadot. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't you have thought it like, was like Margot? I... Because Margot has... Until I heard someone say it, I thought that was Margot. Oh, okay. Like Margaret, like a weird... Yeah. Condensed, contracted version like of Margaret, that. It's Margaret, but like the French. It's very French. So what do you like about old Bernie? I like... His face. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he most aligns with like things that I feel. Okay. If, if not him, then Elizabeth Warren. Probably. Well, I don't think I can say her actually. I don't think I know enough. But the Bernie, I feel like I knew stuff from last time yeah. and then I accumulated more information about him this time. Um, that was so a yeah, bit... I haven't really been keeping up with it like I caught up with it last time. Right. I don't know why. Maybe because I was just tired by the Brexit stuff. Yeah. That I just... You were fatigued. Maybe once it actually comes to... November. Like, yeah, like once we know who's actually going to be running, that's when I'll probably just... Yeah, I understand that. I, I've been following the primary um, at a distance because it is not terribly... I don't know, relevant until you get down to two or three candidates mm. and they duke it out, which we are getting very close to. My gut from the beginning is that Biden 
will win because he is the safe candidate. He is the the continuity Obama administration candidate. It's like you give people a chance and they just <laughs> stick with the same shit. Because he is perceived, despite all his kind of, you know, embarrassing uncle-esque gaffes. I was going to say, isn't As he, a safe pair of hands. But isn't he kind of also perceived as a bit dim? Yes. That Therefore, is, do you want someone dim running the country? I don't like, think he is dim. He's, he... No, but I'm saying if the perception is that he's dim, yeah. why would you vote? Because he is seen as a moderate democrat he is seen as a kind of conciliatory figure who isn't who isn't gonna have all these trumpian yeah, he's gonna do anything radical he's yeah. just gonna get the job he's done, gonna be a boring statesman more or less with a kind of you know uncleish charm which is something you say charm but, uh, i think biden can be charming i'm just saying like I don't understand this perception. It's weird. Sure. I don't really know that much about him. Even when he, he was vice president, I feel like I never really... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I never really took... Because Obama was such a a big figure, I yeah. never really took any Yeah, Biden notice, was definitely always in Obama's shadow. He was shadow. the bridesmaid, as one yeah. would say. I, Which is a fucking gross thing to say. Yeah, it is. Because no one says always a groom. Not wait, wait. What's um? Always a groomsman. Groomsman, yeah. Never a groom. Yeah, they don't say that. That's an interesting point. Never thought about it like that. I think the idea is that women really want to be brides, whereas men no, don't care as much about being. But grooms. it's also because men talk about women that way, right? And women don't necessarily talk about men that She's way. She's an old maid. Men are just shit. Unmarried right? at fifty-nine. Men are trash. I guess. What are you? A a cat. Sure. Cat is the only answer I would take. I'm in that creepy cats movie. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'd watch that well high, to be honest. Apparently that has become like a real prevalent thing where people are going to watch that movie high and really enjoying it. Yeah. I. It's one of those things that is so like crazy. That has been reviewed so scathingly bad that yeah. it makes me want to watch yeah. the film. I don't have any... I'm curious. In, like, interest in watching... The, the movie into apparently there's no plot it's just like we're just gonna sing or whatever <laughs> um <laughs> i've never been like oh i'm gonna go see cats like at the theater or whatever but the fact that it's like they look like cats but with like human faces or whatever yeah. i kind of want to see that yeah to be honest I want to see it because I've heard it's such a train yeah. wreck i am morbidly curious to see gonna... can it really be this bad yeah so at some point we will probably watch it. Yeah. <laughs> All the good films we don't watch, and now we're going to watch Cats. I know. You're, you're fucking... Your taste in movies is crap. This will be the 51st it's time crap. you've mentioned this on the podcast. Yes, you do watch some good movies, mostly because it's a joint decision. Oh, boy. Or whatever. You never really come to me with, like, a really great movie. You come to me with... Mission Impossible. What? <laughs> what a this weird is an thing exaggeration. Speaking of movies, we watched... Wait, the... wait, wait. I have some more things to say. About You're what? very... You trigger happy on I'm moving thinking, on from no, things. it's not that I want to move on from things. It's that I have no more input. That's okay, but I haven't worried. said my piece yet. Okay. As long as you're okay... A typical woman trying to determine where the conversation goes, trying um, to monopolize um, the ideological output in a dialogue... Um, 
<laughs> talking of women, I found it kind of... Talking of women? S- yeah. Why, why do you always doubt that I have a real segue that's going <laughs> to lead somewhere? I was just wondering you, I was wondering you. I found it kind of slightly embarrassing that the New York Times issued their endorsement and it was for Elizabeth Warren and Amy... How do you say Klober- Klobuchar? I don't know who that is. Yeah. So they basically just endorsed women. They were you basically saying, we want a woman candidate. Women. Isn't there more than two women? No, now we only have two. But there was more than two at the time. Yeah, but when they issued their endorsement, there was only two women. And usually, you don't endorse two people. The whole point oh. of an endorsement is to pick one favorite. I could see how you... On the surface. They're basically saying we'll take any woman. I can see how you could say that, but since I didn't read it, I can't. If they give him real reasons about why and why not the other people, then yeah. But if it really does seem like it's blatantly just because we want a woman. That is what it was. They, these are two figures that don't have overlapping mm. policy prescriptions. They're not the same poli- mm. political figures. Yes, it would be great if it was a woman, but as a woman. I'm not just going to pick a woman because yeah. she's a woman. That's dumb. It shouldn't be your prime consideration. No. You don't... The, then you're just engaging in tokenism. If the woman is then also amazing, then yes, yeah. of course. But And I think Warren is... I do like Elizabeth Quite Warren. a powerful figure. Um, and I think she has some, some surprisingly interesting and bold ideas. I may not agree with them all. But at least she's taken some swings at bat. Um, I also like Bernie. I like Bernard. I like I like some of his democratic socialist positions. I also he is a he is a figure that you really do have to respect. He's kind of like Jeremy Corbyn in that yeah. for the last whatever thirty years he has been steady as a rock. He's yeah. been saying the same things over and over and time. over and over again. He time. is not one of those politicians who has flip-flopped endlessly, has tried to hold a finger up to the prevailing winds and tried to mirror what the current fleeting whims are. He has had his principles from the beginning and has been steadily fighting for them, even when it wasn't, you know, sexy, even when it wasn't popular. And I think there is something very admirable about that. I can't believe we've made it four years. Trump, it doesn't so feel far. like four years. It's weird. It feels like it was last year that he got elected. It does. But at the same time, he's done so much stuff yeah. that it does feel four years. So I don't know. It's a weird yeah. situation. When you think that it was 2000, and so, I don't even remember what 2016 was like yeah. in terms of other things. It That dominated Strange. the year. Yeah, it was the, the year. People were still upset. Obviously, they're still upset now, but I feel like... It wasn't just with a lot of things where you're upset for a little bit and it goes away. I feel like since he got elected, it was just one horrible thing after another. And you're just wait, you're waiting for it to like end or whatever. I think that first year after, there were so many liberal people who were in kind of a indignant rage hangover where they Mm. just couldn't. They had to take a step back and just, it, it felt like it raced by because you just were so aghast at what was happening that you couldn't, you know, take it day feel, by day. I feel like 2016, 2016, things have gotten real weird, man. Trump, yep. which took obviously a while to get used to. 2017, Harvey Weinstein. The Me Too stuff that yeah. was everywhere. Even if you're not really a fan of like pop culture, celebrity, you don't really watch movies, 
it's everywhere. It's coming from all areas. Sure. And of course, that made a lot of people talk about their own real lives. Real people were talking about it. And slowly, people, I think, who might not have known this, slowly start to realize that it's everywhere. Everyone know everyone is someone or knows someone. And so it just when those two things happen so close together, it's like the world didn't recover yeah. from it. It was like a shock to the system. Yeah. And then obviously lots of other shit happened as well, but sure. I'm not gonna list all that stuff. Yeah, but those were the two monumental yeah, culture that, shifts. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know what's fascinating is that I don't know if you've seen this, but Trump has been calling out the quote-unquote, you know, plot by the DNC to stop Bernie from being their candidate. And, of course, he's doing it completely cynically because he wants to run against Bernie. Oh, he does? Yeah, because every poll that you can find says that Americans, by and large, will not vote for someone who considers themselves a socialist. Who do you think's the person to have any chance against Trump? I've been thinking about that a lot. Matthew and I talk about that every once in a while. It's interesting. I think Warren is a very, like I said, she's a powerful figure. She doesn't have the physicality of someone who can kind of looks like a, you know, political street fighter like Trump is. But she has this kind of forceful like professorial kind of when she argues against you she has this real kind of vigor this really this kind of like self-confidence yes she's very she seems unflappable in this intellectual way whereas joe biden i think it will be a bit of a shit show if he goes against trump but didn't you say in like the um oh my god words failing me (laughs) What's the thing? The debates. Yeah. You wanted to see Biden and Trump debate because yeah. Biden is like, he can chew some shit. Sh- 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 <laughs> he can chew some shit up. I don't think that's you an expression. He, you said he could, he could like, what did you say? What kind of scatological idioms w- <laughs> are you drawing from? <laughs> you said something about chewing, chewing, chewing something. No, no. I'm. You're I making s- me look really dumb here. <laughs> And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> this is your payback for all the times you call me out on things. Um, yeah, my I, that is true, but that's what I mean. It will be good and bad in a way. It will be good in that Joe Biden is the type. I mean, they've already had squabbles where they talk about being able to beat the other person up. Yeah. And they're two guys in, what, their 70s? They're going to crack a hip as soon as they throw a f- the first punch. Is it weird that I don't think of Trump as being 70? No, it's weird. He I think ha- of him as being, like, 59 He or has this strange... Not ageless, but I don't know. It's hard to pin him down yeah. on an age by just looking Not at him. Not even necessarily because of the way he looks. I just don't think of him as that. Yeah. Whereas like Joe Biden the... looks like an older yes, man. Yes, yes, yes. He looks like a grandpa. You know? I mean, if we're being completely honest about it, I think Joe Biden would kick the shit out of Trump in a fist fight. But that's not important. I feel like yeah. Trump would run away. Yeah, probably. He's a type to run away. He'd pull a switchblade from his sock. From his... <laughs> Joe Biden? <laughs> no, Donald oh. Trump. I don't think he'd even He'd lose do that. a fair fight and then he'd pull a knife or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or he'd throw... He's a type to get thrown down and then throw sand yeah, in the Yeah, I was about bed. to say that. Oh, what yeah. a classic movie Mind trope meld, where yeah. the bad guy's losing and then he throws mud in your eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Biden will definitely be able to hold his own in that Trump will say kind of aggressive, kind of 
quasi-violent stuff where he's saying like, you know, this guy's a punk, he's a loser, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like trying to demean Biden. And I think Biden will throw it right back in his face yeah. and will say his own fighting words. And He'll we'll, do that thing where he's like, that weird like thing he does sometimes. You do it, I don't even know how to describe what you're doing. He's like... It's like a knowing smile yeah. of like, yeah, okay, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he will insult Trump and I think he will get down in the mud with him and start slinging it. And I think he will say very uncouth things about Trump's past and about God. Trump's character. So that's why I mean it will be a shit show. It will be very ungraceful and very unsightly. But I think Biden, because he can throw, he can throw a punch back in that exact same way i think he would have a good chance but like i said i think warren in her different way of being kind of a powerful figure could also hold her own it's it's interesting but by i don't think bernie would have much of a chance when it comes to the debates i know that it's hard when it's a woman I feel like they have to be conscious of not playing into female stereotypes because everyone is quick to attack a woman for that, but they don't attack men for that. Yeah. But I also kind of just want a woman to come along and be like, I'm not fucking playing into any of that bullshit and I'm just going to be the way I need to be. Yeah. And if that means bringing up like Trump's fucking... Grabbing the pussy comments and all that kind the, of thing. Whatever, 19 women who have accused him of sexual yeah, assault. Yeah, then that, you know what I mean? Then that needs to be done, if that needs to be done. But yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I wouldn't want that type of thing to go against a person. But you do just want someone to come and just like, not not even necessarily be professional, just fucking blow it up. Just you know? beat him. That's what a lot of people... <laughs> just beat. That is their only consideration right now for a lot of people. They just want someone who can beat Trump. And that is why I think a lot of the DNC hacks are, just as they did in 2016, are conspiring to stop Bernie from getting the nomination. I mean, that has become fairly clear. Like I said, I think Trump wants to run against Bernie because he knows it will be a slam dunk. Bernie has a a percentage of people who are rabidly in favor of him and his positions. But then the other, whatever, 70% of America are so indoctrinated to think of socialism as this, you know, tyrannical, oppressive evil. Most of them don't even understand the difference between socialism and communism to begin with that I think Bernie would have no chance in a general election. But th that doesn't mean that the DNC should anti-democratically stop him from being the people's nominee if they want him to be the nominee. And the stuff that Hillary Clinton came out recently and said, I thought was just so shameful. To come out and to say that kind of high school bullshit of nobody likes Bernie, he can't get anything done, was so... After he he ended up endorsing her when she became the nominee in 2016, I thought was so just bitter and infantile and just, I don't know. There's, I think there's something, I do think there is something wrong with Hillary Clinton, if I'm being honest. When she I, has, I, I saw that kind of like, it's, I'm just going for it, look that you had. Uh, the, she has these moments where you just think there's something not right in the way... Bill Clinton was a known sociopath. The thing that people would always say about Bill Clinton, the people around him, his aides and his staff, 
was that whenever he got backed up against a wall, whenever he was losing an argument, even with the people who were trying to counsel him, even with the people who were quote-unquote on his side, the thing that they would say about Bill Clinton was that he would quote-unquote say anything to get himself out of a, a tight corner or to win an argument. No matter how ridiculous, no matter how insulting no matter how wrong it was to say he would just say it he would pull the pin on the grenade and he would throw it and i think there's a similar quality in hillary clinton that just comes out more and more to say that about one of the candidates who could potentially be your party's nominee in the ho- a in the hopes of totally dynamiting his chances at winning that but b if he do if he then does win completely hobbling him in the eyes of people so it's a it's bad either way you look at it and apparent and there was a politico article a few months back about obama which said according to their inside sources so take this with a grain of salt these are unnamed sources but obviously politico is quite respected as an outlet they said that obama is planning to come out and speak out against bernie and try to dissuade voters from choosing him if it seems like he's very likely to become the nominee wow i didn't know that so there's this weird kind of behind the scenes machiavellian ploy to try and keep poor old bernie sanders from even becoming the party nominee and it definitely, even as someone who's not a Bernie partisan, I, I like some of the things he says. Like I said, I respect him as a politician. Um, but even as someone who is not cheering him and is not, you know, pushing him, I'm not a booster for, for Bernie Sanders. But even as someone on the sidelines, I think it's pretty disturbing to see that kind of stuff. It's anti-democratic. It's, you know... It's backroom deals keeping people out yeah. out of power. It's weird. It did, for someone like Obama to be willing to do that, I think is you don't know if that's true. I though. don't know if it's true, but it's believable. Let's just put it like that. She could have just planted that story <laughs> to try and force Obama's hand. Well, well, no, but just to try and give her some backup in that's interesting. Calling saying that no one likes Bernie. Yeah, she could have either sounded like crazy person or. Which she did. She's planting a story to make it seem believable. The yeah. biggest person in the Democratic Party yeah. to say it. So, I don't know. How do you feel about the fact that Obama has been so relatively quiet in his post-presidency? Hasn't come out and lambasted Trump. Hasn't come out and decried the way that Trump is eroding these important institutions of American society. Disappointed. Okay. I don't know. I just feel like he's obviously got some of that. Well, he's the president, so he has to have a level of respect. And so we shouldn't be out here shit talking him. But we know how he feels. We know how he feels. Yeah, we do. And I don't want any of this, well, you know how I feel. So why do I need to say it? Well, you do need to say it because what if that could swing some people? But also, he should be condemned. He should be. Who's he? You're talking about Trump. He. People at the highest possible positions should be saying yes this is insane the information that has been brought to light is insane we should be impeaching him he should be resigning with the country and the world knowing what they know about what he's done he should be ashamed but he's not and people should be saying it because if we physically can't get him out with trials and shit 
then everyone needs to be saying what they're feeling. Yeah. And, you know, well, is it because he wants to at some point, like, do something political again? And is Obama? that. Obama? Yeah. But I don't think he does. It's not really. Uh, yeah. And I don't think that's an excuse not to say. Generally, presidents don't get back into politics after their term. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Because he's still young. There is, I mean, like I've told you, there is this unspoken tradition that former presidents don't. Yeah. heavily criticised the current occupant. But we're in a different world now. Yes, we are. That's the f- Obama that- was the beginning of things shifting, I feel, and then Trump came in and just fucking shit all over the place. Shifted it back, like no. 10 steps. Yes, yes. Obama took us forward five steps, and then Trump took us back 10. But also then took us in a new, made a new branch yeah. of, I'm not going to be presidential, I'm just going to be a fuckhead <laughs> and do what I want. I'm going to get away with what I want. I'm going to give out fucking, what are those things called? Pardons. No, the presidential order things. Oh, the... Pre- I'm just going to do that shit left and right the because fact I can. That during his State of the Union speech, he gave a... He gave the Presidential Medal of Freedom to fucking Rush Limbaugh. That Recently? Is, yeah, just like a couple of days He's ago. cancer. Yeah, I know, I know. But to give him one of the highest honours you possibly can receive, mm. to Rush Limbaugh this... Radio shock jock who has said the most disgusting and demeaning and vile and just repulsive and wrong-headed things mm-hmm. to get publicity to get listeners is just it's such a perfect it's a perfect summation of what type of guy Trump is. It doesn't matter how bad of a person you are as long as you support him, as long as you are a sycophant who sticks up for him and tries to help his political career, Trump will reward you in the end. Yeah. I'm done with this whole shit. Just tell me one more thing. Quick question. Does your gut tell you that Trump is going to lose in 2020? No, my gut tells me he's going to win. Okay. Because I just feel like there's not... like it's. Just, I can't just can't imagine him not winning, only because... People have proved time and again that, like, it's fine that he's done the stuff that he's done. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, it just doesn't feel like yeah. it's possible. He's going to be there until he's not allowed to be there. And I said to you the other day, honestly, wouldn't surprise me if he changed the rules and was just president till he died. He jokes about that often. Because who can change the rules if not him? Yeah. He's the leader. I wonder if that is... Can he sign an executive order abolishing term limits for presidents? Who would stop him? There'd have to be some kind of physical... The Supreme Court would weigh in. But aren't half the fucking yeah. Supreme Court his friends now? He has stuck it with conservatives. So I feel like it honestly wouldn't surprise me if he... I don't think you could do it. That I think it's a... You'd have to have a constitutional amendment, which are very difficult to... Oh, you don't think he could just like no because you need two fir- i think you need two thirds of the house and senate which is oh. unimaginable yeah but then his his thing will always be but i can just executive order this shit i don't yeah i'm not sure how that works i don't know the it sounds ridiculous but i don't no honestly, i don't think it it's ridiculous at all he sa- he keeps joking about it over and over and over again and the thing about trump is he jokes about these really you know, because that's out what there he's things. Plotting, yeah. He's almost kind of putting it out there yes, to, to test see how it. it. Yes, and the response it to it lets him know whether he can turn it from a joke into a real political okay. maneuver. In one word answer. Okay. Do you think he's going to win or lose? Win. Okay. My gut tells me that he's going to win, and it depresses the shit out of me. Yeah. 
I don't think the Democrats have a strong enough candidate. What happened to one word answers? <laughs> hey, I've got a lot to say. Don't try and shut me up. Don't I try am and, trying to shut you up. Don't try and censor me. We've got to be done with this now. That's the last thing we should say. What? The one thing that could happen now, even though Trump escaped impeachment, is the Democrats could censure him in the House and maybe he could even get some Republicans to vote for it. And it's very rare that that happens to a sitting president. So it would be... It doesn't get them out, though, does no, it? No, but it's it's a mark against you and your legacy. It goes down yeah. in the, the history books. And I guess if it was before the re-election, there are some people out there who would never vote for a censured president. Maybe, yeah. I feel. The thing about it is, though, the diehard Trumpists, if I can coin that term... <laughs> The, everything that happens to Trump, every attempt to try and rein him in, every attempt to bring him to justice, every attempt to, to make him act like a normal, respectable president, they see as per, political persecution of a, you know, unpopular right-wing maverick who they idolize. So whatever you try to do to them, in some way redounds to his, you know... <laughs> Siri is trying to tell us about some shit. <laughs> as Siri often likes to do when we're trying to record she, the podcast. Siri beeped earlier as well. Yeah, and I tried to ignore it, but... Yeah, because he didn't speak then, yeah. he just beeped. But now he's like but giving us a monologue about some fucking... My point is that whatever you try to do to Trump just, you know, lionizes him further in the eyes of his mm. supporters. They see it as even more important to make sure that he's re-elected in 2020. Yeah. That's the... That's the you know the catch 22 the more you try to attack him the more that you energize his base yeah so yeah great <laughs> it's great it's real great what a world where we have boris johnson and donald trump i don't even i've decided i don't even really want to talk about brexit now it's just maddening me that's fair well i mean what is there to even say the about it there's like going to be like a parade or some shit but are we going to apply for Irish passports? Yes, we should. Because we're both Irish. Yeah. My grandpa, unfortunately, my grandmother is has passed away. But my grandpa is an Irish citizen, so I could get a passport via that avenue. Although, what I did read is that only one... You can only have one passport application because um, you have to send in a relative's birth certificate. Yeah. So, you can only send that in one at a time oh yeah so only one member of the family can be can applying for a passport and apparently the waiting time for irish passports after brexit is just astronomical you know you get passport reissued though what do you mean so is it just that you, no, you have to send a birth certificate i meant a birth certificate sorry are you saying what a person can only apply one at a time because there's only one birth certificate yeah. oh because if it's not an actual rule you can just get... A... I don't think you can have an official duplicate. I think you can have... I think the new one overrides the old one. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. You can't just have yeah. multiple. I'm not 100% sure about that. have multiple birth yeah. certificates. <laughs> but yeah, I think... Yeah. I I don't think I'd have access to my... Because I didn't know him, but... Sure. Yeah. If I needed to, I mean, maybe there'd be a way, but... Yeah. Well, if you're an Irish citizen, that doesn't matter, does it? Because then we just get married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Just marry me for my citizenship. Yeah, to be honest. Typical gold-digging woman. Yeah. Do you haven't got any gold? 
if the passport's gold. No, it's not gold. It's not green. Although it'll be blue. It's blue, I think, the Irish one. I think it's. I think I saw my grandpa's passport. It's green, I think. It's got a. Um, oh, blue is the. Um, that's isn't that the British passport. Blue is the blue. British, the new yeah, ones. Yeah. yeah. I like the maroon one. Yeah. Sad. What what is it we lose? We can't travel freely. Do we have to apply for visas? Is that it? I think so. Yeah, because right yeah. now you can go to France and all you have to do is show your passport. Yeah. You have to do anything special. I said France. You can go to like anywhere in Europe. There's more than one European yeah. country. I say it because I've only been to France. You're such a Francophile. And I was picturing us going and how easy it is. You just show your passport yeah. and... You just go through you customs. Go through. Yeah. But you obviously have to apply for some kind of special visa yeah. and get that approved and wait and... Because yeah. before you could just hop on a thing and go whenever you want and travel around Europe, but now I'm guessing you can't. I think there's there no were, spontaneous. Yeah, travel. I think you could. There were also some guarantees about being able to relocate. Yes, because I think work. before now, currently, I think you can just move there. Right. But now you probably have to. Yeah. Which sucks. When does that kick into effect? Is it Friday or is it for the rest of the year we can do it? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Well, Brexit has now officially been passed. But isn't that Friday is when it takes, or next week or whatever? I'm not sure, but anyway. To be honest, since the election results, I've not been... I know the things I need to know, but I've not really been following stuff because it was just... I don't know if we've done a podcast since then, did we? Yeah, you... um... I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. It just really messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we did. Because I remember talking about how it saddens me that I live with people. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Among people that... A monk. A monk. A monk the people. You love the TV show, Monk. Yeah, you love the TV show, Monk, because you bring it up No, all the I just time. think it's a funny thing to bring up. <sighs> you love that kind of, you know, goofy, OCD, having detective. Sure. He's your favourite. No, I've seen it maybe one time. Yeah, I saw one episode of it, was it like once. A, wasn't it on like Channel 5 or something? I don't know. I just think it's such a funny particular or specific to mm. drop in a conversation. It's like in that episode of Monk. You know when he was investigating <laughs> that financial fraud? <laughs> okay, um, let's be done with this now. Yeah, okay. So what do you want to talk... Do you want to talk about the movies we've been watching? Yeah. Okay, so I was follow. I'm following... I, I don't know why I follow it because I always get so mad by it. But I follow basically like when it's like award season, I'm like interested to see who's nominated and I yeah. like to see the dresses and you know. When an award show um, happens, I look at the headlines that day and you you tell me not to tell yes, you, like because, it's a spoiler. Because I want to watch them. Yeah. I like watching them. Sometimes I'm not bothered if like ev- almost everyone nominated I'm not really interested in. Mm. But sometimes lots of people I like are, are nominated and that's why. Um, so I was following along with who's nominated and um, I hadn't even really seen anything about 1917. It seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. And then I, one of the first award shows of the season, maybe it was the Golden Globes or something, 1917 one, and I'm like, and people were saying how, like, it was a surprise and stuff. And then you kind of do that thing where it's like, ugh, I don't want that person to win because I'm not interested in it or whatever. Okay. And because I didn't know anything about it, I was like, ugh, I roll another war movie type situation. What? Because to be honest, <clears throat> before this, maybe before Dunkirk, I'm like, once you've seen one war movie or once you've watched Band of Brothers, The Goat, 
You don't need to see any of the war movies. Right. <clears throat> but you have a thing for World War One, right? I re- well, I really am drawn to stuff about World War One and World War Two. No, but World War One more. Yeah, right? in particular World War One. There's just I find it such a fascinating moment in human history and I find any kind of film or game yeah. or T V show about it very just captivating. Yeah. So I wasn't really interested in it. And then <clears throat> I remember you telling me that it was filmed like a one shot and i of course and perhaps the world's biggest slut for for things that are done in one shot yes i like the one shot as well i i really <clears throat> i love it so much there was recently there i say recently semi-recently that show that netflix show haunting of hill house or yeah. whatever. i always say it wrong because it it's said in such a strange way it's not like Whatever. Anyway. The Hill Haunting of House yes, Hill. Yes, it's like said in a strange way. Um, they had an episode where it was like, um, it wasn't all one shot. I think it was only like three shots or something. Right. But even that was But there was long, continuous one shot. Because they move through the house mm. as well. And so it's done really, really well. And I really liked it. And so when you said that it was done as if it was yeah. in one shot. I became more intrigued. I hadn't heard and much do... about it. That's the only thing I knew yeah. about the film. So anyway, we watched 1917. Yeah. And you, I... uh, let me say this. Samantha was Whatever. really poo-pooing it when we sat down to watch it. She was basically saying... Because uh, even though, yeah, the one shot intrigued me, I was still a bit like... <laughs> and I love how Samantha's like another war movie. How many World War One movies do we get? Not many. No, but we've watched war movies before. And yeah. we even remarked this time, it was like, once you've seen one trench, you've seen them all. That is a bit true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It all looks the same. The uniform is obviously the same. They pick the same English people that look the same. Even, how many war movies is Benedict Cumberbatch in? <laughs> Although I will say, he's in this movie for exactly one scene. Spoilers. For like two minutes. For like two minutes. And he actually does transform a bit because yes. he's playing against type. I feel a little and, bit. I mean, minorly. So I feel like usually he's like... Um, he's proper. Yeah. But here he was a bit of a hard ass and he had a scar yeah. and like... So... He, I enjoyed his role. I enjoyed his role, yeah. I also really respected the fact that all these actors were willing to come in for just two minutes. Yeah, Colin scenes. Firth was in it. I, I like that. They were obviously so wowed by the idea of the project. What's what's Hot Priest called? Something Scott, Jonathan Scott? Yeah, he was... He yeah. was in... He was good as well. I liked you his You him Hot Priest? Yeah. Women are such objectifiers. Shut the fuck up. I like this actor very much, and I'm so glad that he's like in a lot of things recently. But you've been looking at a lot of sexy gifts of him on Tumblr. Oh, what? You've been writing some fanfic about him <laughs> and Fleabag. <laughs> Fleabag's so good. It is so oh good, my God. my God. And when I bought that to you... Yeah. Wait, what? I bought it to I you. I think you're misremembering the provenance of us starting to watch that show. Excuse me. I watched the first season and then I bought it to you and then we watched it together. I don't remember you telling me you'd watch the first season. Yes, I said, I'm watching a show right now that I think you would like, and I showed you a scene from it, and you went, oh, yeah, it looks all right. And then we had nothing to watch, and it was on Amazon, so we watched it. You might be right, actually. How very dare you? I do remember, I thought we just come, came across it on, on like, Netflix or whatever. No, I I remember watching that first scene where she answers the door. And yes, then, I showed it to you. Yeah, I don't. I didn't remember that of her. I was like, just aspect. let me show you this scene, and then you were like, "I'm suspect of this." No, how fucking dare you? Hmm. 
You fucking... <laughs> I'm going to have to check my logbook for that day. <laughs> I'm going to check my diary entry. Bitch. <laughs> what um... if I find your forged handwriting in there? <laughs> Today, Samantha introduced me to a new show. She's got such better taste than me in this films happen... and movies I and do. music this... and books. I do. This happens a lot where I watch a show and then I, because I've seen it, I, I can say whether you'd like it or not. And then I tell you about it and then I have to watch the same season again because I bring it to you. Leftovers was the same. Fleabag was the yeah, same. Yeah, whatever. Elementary was the same. Yeah, yeah. Gilmore Girls was the you same. You watch a lot more TV shows than I do, so... But I watch good TV shows also. Nah, I think I could dispute that. So you didn't like any of the shows I just told? No, were, but you cherry-picked the good ones you've introduced me to. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of crap out We've there. We've also watched a lot of, fil- a lot a lot of, of films good. and TV shows that I gave up on 30 minutes in because they were me, that garbaggio. Catch- Another war shit, war shit that <laughs> you may watch. Catch-22, that new show. It wasn't bad. It's so boring. It just it didn't grab us. No, I thought it was going to be different, but nothing's happening. It's just about how they are when they're actually like... <laughs> The, the fucking base. the day to day yeah. of it and like we watched a couple of episodes so but it didn't snag us no. and life's too short to watch something that doesn't grab you by you the do, cojones I'm gonna play this clip back to you <laughs> when you're making me watch some crap because his thing is like we've got to finish it and I'm like no yeah, we haven't yeah if we're three quarters of the way through we've got to finish no, it no we haven't not I if it means do. hours of our time do you know what I mean I guess so anyway watch 1917 and I was surprised. I was really surprised. It was very fucking immersive and suspenseful. Yep. And it tricks you. And it was sad, mm. expectedly, but sad in a. Oh no. Yeah, there's not a I lot of happy necessarily feel. I didn't necessarily feel manipulated because okay. it's like, I know it's a war movie, so I know you're just going to do shit to make me cry. But they did it in such a great way that I yeah, didn't feel. I understand what you mean by that. Annoyed by it. <laughs> they they do some obvious things and then they do some really unexpected things, yeah. and so you kind of forgive the the form of because of the latter. The music was great as well. Very unconventional music at points. Yeah, yeah I was very <clears throat> bowled over by this film. I mean, I expected to like it because I'm an easy mark when it comes to World War One films. And also the the one shotness of it had me salivating. Yeah. You really, you really dig the technical aspects of things. I was just stunned by what a technical masterclass this film is. I mean, the the kind of visual panache it had, and just the confidence of filmmaking, I thought was just stellar. I was really. It was almost in. It was so immersive because of the one shot, but at the same time. I was almost kind of viewing it in a meta way. I was almost stepping back and saying, man, this scene's great. But then there was a part of me that was thinking, man, this scene is shot great. Like I was thinking about the scene and also thinking about the technical challenges they must have had to overcome in order to do these fancy kind of camera tricks. I kind of wish more things were shot like that. And I'm sure they will be. Yeah, I think this could spark a new trend. Yes, it's going to become a trend. Because it is really immersive, especially... Now, when I mean, I'm sitting here with the fidget toy, it's like it's called a tangle, it's just like this long thing, and you can like bend it all different ways. Because I feel like I'm constantly having to do something touching my face, touching my hair. Obviously, if I wasn't doing the podcast, I'd just be on my phone, yeah. And 
Yeah. So, I, but this really gripped you. Not that we do that when we watch movies together. We have a rule of no phones. But this really gripped. Like I wasn't messing with my hair. I was just like fully glued to the screen. Yeah, it was it, great. It was riveting. Yeah. It also had that the thing what that I really love about when you have these long one shots is it makes it kind of feel a bit like a play. Like yes, you're seeing yes, something on a stage, but it is set in a or, real world location. Or you're, or you're really believing it's in real time. Yeah. And that's strange. It was just I just I just thought it was a really well made, powerful film. Yeah. The fact that it could go from these really high tempo, explosive action moments to these really quiet, intimate, you know, emotional moments and just jump between them so quick that it's like it's the disorientation of war. It mm. kind of does a good, it makes a good attempt at trying to replicate that filmically. I actually say as well, that's a film I'd rewatch. Yes, definitely. Because there's so much to take in. And it's almost the way you take it in because it's one shot. It's like it deserves a rewatch almost. So yeah, I definitely didn't expect to feel this way about this movie, but <laughs> it was it was really good, man. Don't you feel like there's two types of tension in in the scenes in this film there's the obvious tension the service level tension of these characters are in dangerous situations they might catch a bullet at any moment but then i also had this second most more kind of subtle form of tension where you're just thinking this shot has gone on so long and they've nailed it perfectly if they make one wrong step they're going to blow this whole sequence and have to start yeah. again like yeah, they're I on wondered... a tightrope and they have to nail everything perfectly yeah. and obviously the whole movie is not actually one shot. yeah there's they're... tricks yeah. to but like blend the shots it's still like imagine if they messed that up how many times they would have had to film this and it yeah. seems there's like 500 extras on this movie or something so it's pretty that scene yeah where he's running, running across yeah. the battlefield like the choreography and of how everything mm. intermeshes and it's like a clockwork diorama and everyone has to nail their moment at yeah. the exact right mark it's just so impressive oh i saw a thing where the guy the main guy said that which main guy i don't want to say because it'd be a spoiler oh okay there's two main guys yeah then one sh- of them sh- said that sh- a mistake made it into the movie Ooh. When he's running through the, I think it's when he's running through the trenches onto the field. Yeah. He gets knocked down and he's not meant to get knocked down. Oh. But he said that like, he thought it would be realistic that he'd get knocked down. Right. And so he so just rolled with he it. Just went, well, he just continued yeah. and they kept it in. That's interesting. Yeah. I like to know stuff like I that. I know. It's like, I was telling you, as we were watching the film, I was telling you, I can't wait to see the behind the scenes yes. stuff. Yes. I saw there's a thing out. I can't, I'm going to watch the, the shit out of thing it. out. Because I find that kind of filmmaking to be fascinating. Yeah. It really, it's like a ballet. You have to really just dial in everything exactly how yeah. it needs to be and uh, the amount of rehearsals they must have done for even these like small scenes must have been intense yeah I, I enjoyed that film a lot you know the other thing about that film obviously we don't want to go into spoilers yes it's so new it's on the cinema yeah. still we felt like the performances were a tad uneven yeah, one of the guys was a bit like green, is how yes, you put it. I said green, yeah. You could kind of tell he was a newer actor who was 
He's been in other things. He though. definitely, He's you just... could see he had chops, but there were moments when I, it really felt. We let's just say who we're talking about. We're talking about the the one who's in Game of Thrones, the brown haired dude, the the one of the main the two, the shorter guy. Yeah, you could. It sometimes felt like he was reading his lines rather than bit, saying yeah. dialogue. However. But he still, I think he handled himself adequately well. And he obviously has one big high point, this crescendo moment where it's a very emotional scene. And I think he did really well there. Yeah. But otherwise, you, there was a slight jarring imperfection. Do you know what I also think, though? Sometimes you can read that, you can read someone just reading their lines yeah. as reading their lines but i feel like sometimes when something is play like yeah it has this strange sense about it where you said the guy from mind hunter which is a show you've been watching recently <laughs> i like, forced me to start watching look, mind hunter is a really good show i watched it i actually think you i thought you'd really like it because it's solid it's shot really well. It's made really well. It's David Fincher. I enjoy David Fincher. The dialogue is really great, which I know you appreciate. I do. Nothing is wasted. Okay. Every single thing in it is is there yes. purposely. It's economical. And, and you appreciate that. That's not what I mean. But I think it is. But that's not what I mean by it. But I think it is. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... So the guy, Jonathan Groff's character, Holden, in Mindhunter, sometimes comes across a little, it reads a little bit stiff, but I think sometimes when things seem play-like, they read as that. Okay. However, I do still think this guy in 1917 was green, and that's yeah. why. But it made yeah. me think of that. That's a fair point, but I, yeah. And I think it is easy to conflate the two. But in 1917, especially, I could tell that yeah. the, this was woodenness that stemmed from the fact that he wasn't an experienced actor in the way that someone who's been doing it for 30 years is. Yeah. I really, really like the other guy. Yeah. And he looks like he could be your brother. I don't <laughs> appreciate you saying this, to be honest, because... He's handsome. No, absolutely. He's he's a handsome enough dude, but he doesn't look... I don't think he looks like I me almost at all. I think it'd be hard for you to see it. Just like if you showed me someone who looked like me, Samantha probably... says this more often than you would believe, listener. Says what? That this guy looks a bit like who you. Who have I said that looks like you? I'm not going to be able to name drop Because it's specifics. an absolute lie. <laughs> I may have said it about one other person. <laughs> Retract that. It's but a like, falsehood. I'm suing you for defamation. He didn't always look like you, but there were definitely some scenes where I was like, whoa. Because you have similar faces. You have those blue eyes, the big blue eyes. And even the hair was similar to a point. I don't agree. And I just was like, whoa. Yeah. I really... And I'm not insulted by the comparison. Like I said, he is a handsome enough guy, but... You, I think you say it too often, and it makes I me question whether you know what I look like. I think that's crap. I don't know where you're getting that from. It's a <laughs> lie, and I won't be made to be a liar. I mean, you know what, what? I mean. Anyway, I feel like this takes us well onto Mindhunter, because that's a new thing that we've been watching. Not Should new we say me. what we watched before it? Oh, yeah. We watched on the recommendation of my brother. And also Matthew recommended it oh, to yeah. me. Oh, um, yeah. I dare you try to deny him credit. Whatever. Man he should Hunt. get a, a referral fee. <laughs> Manhunt, colon, Unabomber on Netflix. And to be honest, I didn't really know anything about the Unabomber, so that was interesting. The show, and you said this as well, mm. 
it had some fucking shit dialogue, man. And it had some really <laughs> just like janky feeding you stuff that you yeah. didn't need to be fed. And But then it had really solid episodes, like the Paul Bettany episode. His origin story. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. It had hokiness and then it had yeah. flashes of brilliance. I think the thing that made us continue is that it was, for whatever reason, just highly highly watchable. Yes, very much so. Some things can be a bit shit, but they're really watchable. Yeah. Um. So then I was like, we really just got to watch Mindhunter now, because I know you're like That's it. what you were saying constantly as we were watching this show. Because if it's you like so this, much you'll better. love Mindhunter. Because it's so much better. That's like, you know what? Manhunt is like the fucking CBS version, and and Matt, oh, I'm getting them confused. Mind Hunter is yeah, like the HBO. Why. He's like the HBO. Let's get some new names out there, guys. <laughs> you don't have to follow the same generic formula every time. So, Manhunter, well, Mind Hunter, Crime Hunter, it's not Man Hunt Hunter. Crime, Hunt Man. <laughs> it's Manhunt. <laughs> Whatever. So, Mind Hunter. Yeah, I, I had I seen re- it before. I love how you. Oh, you want to talk about you? I'm like, let's mention this show. Samantha oh. gives a monologue and is like, okay, Sorry. back to the other thing. Do you want to talk about. Mind- I wouldn't mind if it's oh, possible. Okay. I do know. I did previously know some stuff about the Unabomber case. Um, I'd read about it online a while back. And I did find it fascinating, and that made me kind of want to watch this show because I usually don't enjoy. What how, what would you describe? Because they're not not you're just not really crime, but crime. violent crime shows. Oh yeah, you're not really into. This is why I didn't recommend you watching Mindhunter before, because you're not really into that. Like yeah, I don't crimey. that kind of real crime where people are getting you know killed. And, these two shows, you don't really see a lot of actual no, people. That's true. It's not really like that. It's more about there are some very disturbing people... scenes in yeah. in the Unabomber show though. There are, but it's more about the actual perpetrator and what's behind it and learning about them. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> Excuse me. You just coughed in the cutest way. You closed your <laughs> eyes and turned your head and it was so angelic. I thought it was going to be a sneeze and it came out as a cough. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. You're so cute. Uh, shall I go on? Yeah. You don't want to interject? No. With some kind of feminine... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I couldn't even think of a joke fast no, enough. you couldn't. My mind failed me there. Yeah, I. so I was very interested in, to watch it because, well, first of all, you know I like Paul Bettany. Yes, I said it's got Paul Bettany and that was like a draw. Yes, you tried to sell me on it. <laughs> I enjoy Paul Bettany a lot. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. And there's just he's one of those kind of guys who I don't, I think, f- flew under the radar for a long time and didn't get enough credit. And it's weird that a lot of people only know him as Vision from the Marvel yeah. films because that doesn't really let him show his real, like, no, breadth he's of a robot. talent. He's an actual yeah. robot. <laughs> but I, I like him a lot. I think he has a really good presence on screen. Yeah. He so looks that, so strange. Yes. And... I think it's a great performance yeah. by him. I was also pleasantly, though mildly, impressed by um, Sam Worthington. He was doing the thing in parts that you we were just talking about where it's like he's reading his lines. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was but, also kind of a a poor man's rust from True you, Detective. Won't go that far. But I don't have anything against Sam Worthington except that he's not like he's not super, you know, he's a bit 
you know, I don't want to say bad things, but yeah, but he's he's, he's not he he he's not like you know he's, had well, he's some, not pulled at any levels. No, he's also had some bad. He's been in some bad films. My brother was like, I can't stand Sam Worthington, but I actually liked him in this. It's his best role ever, and he had some really get great times, like the end when he goes yeah, to the yeah. warehouse and i know, thought that scene was a bit kind of you didn't thought it was a bit much but he surreal. was really good in it i thought but that scene really kind of went a bit over the top i didn't but it was yeah. a, a little a fantastical to be so. fair well, I, didn't really. I don't know but he was really good in it so yeah. despite the fact that you thought I don't scene, know that he was really good in he, it. Whatever. He was... I'm just trying to say there were scenes I thought he was good and scenes I thought yeah, he was a I bit... Yeah, I thought he was decent enough. Part of why sometimes it didn't come across as great is because the dialogue was just shit yeah, in some true. parts. That, that partner <sighs> or whatever, the woman that he yeah, was like... Yeah, my God. That was terrible. Terrible. Also, you enjoyed seeing Mr. Big... Yeah, that the was kind of weird. Head honcho of the FBI. It's weird. Sex in the City. Fans. Also, that guy hasn't aged. No, he hasn't, and he had like grey hair in it, but he still looks the same. Yeah. Sex in the City fans. Mm. If you cast your mind back to the first and possible second seasons of Miranda's first semi-long term, it wasn't a relationship. It was like a on and off long term hookup type thing. Skipper. He's like pre-Steve. He is an FBI guy in this. And there were scenes with him and Big. And I just found that so strange. Semi-reunion. I was like, you don't care about this stuff. I, <laughs> I always say this. I'm like, you don't care about this stuff, but this is wild. <laughs> were they ever in scenes together in no. Sex in the City? No. no oh, that's no, no, interesting. No, no. Um, yeah, I I like the show. I Like you said, it, it wasn't spectacular, but it was incredibly watchable. Yeah. We binged it in a couple we of days. We did binge it. And the thing is, we don't actually usually binge things. We watch one, maybe two yeah. episodes and then move on. Not move on, but yeah. we wait till the next day because we like to watch things together when we eat. But Do you remember this show had that really horrible, like old school, when it would go to a break, it, it would like fade like... to black and in a really slow kind of stilted way. Yeah, because I don't think it's a Netflix show originally. So yeah. I think where it was cut, where it would be an advert. It just went to black for like three seconds and then it would come back on. And we'd look at each other like, what's happening? There were just little things about the show that made it feel kind of low grade. Yes. That aren't necessarily to do with the performances. If Paul Bettany wasn't in it, I'd definitely be like, this is like some Paul Star Bettany Wars show it. or something. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to say about it. I think... What do you think about the idea that it's too sympathetic to the Unabomber character? No, because I want the idea is that you want to know more. Mm. And if those things are true, those things are true. I mean, what can you do? Like him be it's crazy that it's he's wild. a part of that. What's that experiment? MK called? Ultra. It's crazy that he was That's a part insane. Of that. Because that's a that's a big detail to know. Yeah. Like Which most people do not. His childhood and then coupled with the fact that like he skipped grades, which isn't healthy. If you skip so many grades, then you're put into an environment with all these older people and you're expected to be the same as them. Then you're experimented on for two years yeah. by someone that you thought was like a mentor. That's fucked up. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is an excuse for him to do that. I'm just saying when watching a show like this, you're watching it because you want to know. You want to understand it. the characters. You want to try to understand it, and so I feel like you know, if that came across as sympathetic, whatever. Like, 
You it's, just got to... I will say, about those childhood scenes, I don't know whether this is a real biological detail, and I... Um, I mean, biographical yeah. detail. And I highly, highly doubt it. The scene where he's in a chemistry class and he makes a little oh, bomb yeah. to send to the guy who pissed him off. If that's not real, that's a really fucked up thing I to invent. I couldn't find anything about that, but maybe they were just trying to show that like he had some of these Yeah, strange... I know what they were trying to show, but don't you feel like making that up yeah. is so on the nose and so unartful and it is kind of weird when because he could have just been jealous like he was yeah. he didn't need to do that make but, a little classroom yeah. bomb but like <laughs> it's weird when you're doing it based off real people are you doing it's like wow all this stuff is real and they're really like giving us the actual facts but then they throw in stuff yeah, like that that's yeah. not real and that takes me on to mind hunter because all those scenes with like the serial killers and stuff that's a lot of it is word for word from tapes that's interesting so it's really that makes it more interesting to me and i think that's why the dialogue is so good because yeah. it's partly actual re- it actually fe- it real it feels realistic yeah and just the fact that they took so much care in making the serial killers like almost exactly like the real ones yeah. they tried to really get people that look like them or sound like them or or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say anymore because we've only yeah. watched like four episodes so far. But Is that a show that has also been accused of being too sympathetic, I wonder? No, I don't think so. I haven't really seen that. Because it doesn't just... do it in a way, it doesn't take you, it doesn't necessarily, because they don't show you scenes of the guy as a kid. Right, they yeah. might talk about it, mm. but they don't show it. You it's only get to thing... see him as his present yes. state. Yes. I think the reason why maybe you started to feel so sorry for the Unabomber is because you saw it. You saw him being experimented on and you see him being treated like shit. It's easy to forget, wait, watching about this guy who has blown all these people up. I think the show does it in a knowing way where I think it's totally legitimate. Yeah, Manhunt, the Unabomber show. Um, I think it's totally legitimate and fair to quote unquote humanize this person because at the end of the day, he he is a human being. He can still be a monster, yeah. But you can still understand the journey that took him to make these depraved yes. and despicable choices. And that's the choices. point I feel about yeah. the show. It's not just the mystery of trying to catch the guy, but it's because obviously the story doesn't end when they catch him. They tell this story mm. in two lanes where one is trying to catch him and the other is we've caught him but we're trying to learn. And so you go in knowing that from the very beginning. So you're opening yourself up to like wanting to know about that and where it takes you is where it takes you. I mean, you know. And you can't help, because it's such a strange case, you can't help but be deeply, acutely curious about what drives this guy, like what his motivations are. Especially because there seemingly wasn't like... I killed this person because I hated them. Yeah, I he doesn't have person. a personal he connection. No, he just targets. Apparently, like in the this is a really chilling fact. In the real world case, he literally just went to his library and opened a yellow pages and found names that were connected to the things he hated and just sent them a bomb. Jesus, which is just so yeah. f- frightening. I yeah, mean, it is. Yeah, but what I mean about the show doing it in a self conscious way is. I really love that scene in the courtroom where 
he's been fucked over by all these procedural things. His lawyers have betrayed him. The judge is clearly biased against him. And you are starting to feel like this guy's getting the shaft and you do start to feel a little bit sorry for him yeah. because you forget the, the nature of the situation. And then they bring that guy to the witness stand who was one of his victims, who is all scarred and disfigured and is bearing the permanent costs of, of the Unabomber's mm. horrible campaign of, of mayhem and, and violence. And you see this is the human cost of this guy's yep. self-righteous campaign of kind of propagandization and i feel like they do they they build they kind of get you to feel sorry for the unabomber and then they abruptly yeah. put that guy there and say no remember yeah. what this guy did i like that too no matter how reasonable you may think some of his grievances are just remember that this guy took a father and maimed him in this yeah. unbelievably horrific and vicious way you got to remember as well, though, that, like, Paul Bettany playing him makes you feel sorry for him, if that makes sense. Okay. If we were looking at the real guy, I don't think we'd feel that. Because um, Paul Bettany is very charismatic. Yes. Also, like, sometimes when you see the difference between, like, the actor and... For, for instance, on Mindhunt... Spoiler. Don't, no spoilers. Not a spoiler. But one no of spoilers. The, it's not. I'm just saying, one of the serial killers... They actually portray him the way he seems in real life, in that, like, he's just dead in the eyes. Okay. Do you know what I mean? All right. And the actor does a really good job of, like, making him look dead in the eyes. Okay. Whereas Paul Bettany, he, ha he has that face on him where he's not getting his own way and he's, like, realizing he's fucked. And for a sec, you're, like, he's, he's agonized and that's really hard to watch. But then, you, like, you're right, you do have to remember that he did some hor horrific things and doesn't deserve your sympathy. So it's like shit. It messes with your yeah, head. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. After the show ended, there was a part of me that kind of wanted to read his manifesto. Yeah. But then... I can see how you'd be interested in that. I, not you, specifically. Yeah, you're I the mean. type of person who'd want to read the <laughs> no, Unabomber I mean, manifesto. I can see how you'd be interested in reading it after watching the yeah, show. Yeah, I just wanted to to try to understand it a little bit better. Um, but then I thought, if I download this, I'm going to be put on a list forever. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, it's, I think it's like 30,000 words long and yeah. that's more time than I'm willing to invest yeah. into this curiosity. But yeah, apparently this is the interesting thing I told you. Um, when I was reading about it beforehand, his, you know, his screed against technology is considered it, it, it's a well respected uh essay a well respected piece of argumentation by people scholars in the relevant fields it's mm. not seen as this kind of crazed wacko ramblings of a madman it's actually begrudgingly admitted to be a, a very coherent and forceful and logical and even in some ways persuasive attempt to argue against the evils of uh industrial capitalism and that, in a sense, makes the case even more um, disquieting. Because what if the, you think to yourself, this guy could potentially have had some valid and worthwhile ideas. You can put that, you know, on one side. But yet, on the other side, he still decided to make some nail bombs yeah. and send them to random people. So it's like, it's very difficult to reconcile those two things in your mind. How can someone 
make such good points, but then be so monstrous. Yeah. And just psychopathic. So, yeah, so then we started watching Mindhunter. And you're not really liking it that much. No, I'm not. I will say. I'm not. That I forgot that it starts that way, if that makes sense. Like, because in my memory, I've watched both seasons and I already know these characters. So in my memory, I was like, we just jumped straight in. But it was a whole episode before you even meet Bill. And Mm. Bill is like really great. He's the best character. I feel. And you don't meet Wendy and it doesn't round out. And to be honest, I I don't really like Holden's girlfriend and that whole aspect of it. And you see a lot of that in the beginning. And I just really want to try and stress to you that because they start to do more interviews and Wendy's there now and other stuff's happening. It just, it gets, only gets better. Okay. Only gets better. The interviews are definitely the high point of the show. Yes. And it starts to get more of those because remember mm. they're doing road school yeah, yeah. and now they're not doing it. Yeah. So I feel like if you just push on, I you'll was, see. I was sticking out because we don't have anything else to yes, watch right now. Yes, that's the problem. I know you're only doing it because the, the past few days you've been like, I don't want to watch it. So we watch other things. It instead, is a heavy but... thing to keep watching. Um, but you, we binged Unabomber. Yeah, but the thing about Unabomber is, yes, it has some really disturbing scenes of the bombs going off, but they go by in a in the blink of an eye. Yeah. It's most. But you don't really see that much in Mindhunter. You see the occasional yeah, crime investi- scene photo, yeah. mm. but you, it's not like you see. It's not like you see the serial killer serial kill him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Is that a verb? Yeah, it yeah. Should be. I I just felt. First of all, it doesn't feel very David Finchery. It's weird. I, yeah. I'd almost wouldn't. I would if you had just told me that fact as we were watching an episode. I would almost have thought you were kidding. Like you were trying to. I think it, get me it to believe feels it. more like it is as it goes on. I hope so. And I think he was. I don't know if this for sure, but I remember reading, watching an interview where Jonathan Groff, who plays Holden, basically said that, like, for season two especially, that he, David Fincher is, like, even when other people are, like, directing, he's he's there. He's the mastermind. Yeah. He's the puppet so, master. So... I don't know. I just, I just want us to like. Stick yeah, it out. I know. I'm just disappointed because I really yeah. enjoy. I think I may have hyped it up. I think you did. I, I, the hype is real, but I shouldn't have done it so that you didn't go in with expectations. I did go in with expectations of greatness. Also, we probably shouldn't have watched it straight after Unabomber because you, yeah, yeah. But we were on that kind of kick, so yeah. We do need new shows, though. We do very much. I just want to say this. I really, really dislike Holden, the main character. He gets. And Less, not just as a character, I don't think the performance is good. That's some, the, this is one of the performances where you are kind of reading it a little bit like he's stiff. But you've got to think, Holden is that kind of... um, What's that term I'm looking for? Aloof? No, no, no. Um, where they're like... Reserved? No. Stop trying to fill it in because you're on the wrong track. Bad social skills? He does have bad social skills, but that's not what I'm talking about. When they're, I want to say atypical, but it's not what I mean. Do you mean neuro atypical? When when they're just like, no, I'm not finding it. Just forget it. That is probably true. He's just very like. Blunt. (laughs) He's a lot of things. He is. Can't give you any more words. He's like naive. Yeah. But in a asshole way. 
Yeah. Because he thinks he's better he's than arrogant. everyone. Because, yeah, he's arrogant. Mm. And it's really great thing. It's funny. If you saw him in other things, you'd know how well he's playing this. Okay. Like, it doesn't he, seem like it to he me. He was in Looking, which I really love, and he was in Glee. Right. He does like. Oh, was he the he teacher in, from. No, oh. how fucking dare you? I've only seen an epi- a few episodes of Glee. He was in Hamilton as well. Right. Well, I've got, I didn't get tickets to that, if well, you can believe you it. you know, it's going to be in the cinema. My connection didn't come through. <laughs> um, so, if you saw him in other things, you'd know how well he's playing Holden. Okay, I'll take your word for it. So, but even still, he is really fucking annoying in the beginning, especially. But he, he, he you know, adapts. Spoilers. Well, whatever. Whatever. You've got to tell you something to make you continue watching it. I guess. I don't think we've watched any other movies recently. We watched... Oh, uh, before we get onto that, alas. Alas. I need to pee. Uh, well, you need to get me a mini muffin then because... Is that the price? I need to do something while you're peeing. Are you like standing in front of the bathroom door with it, an outstretched hand? Yeah, One mini muffin, for please. every... No, I don't like where this is. liters of pee. That's nothing. Oh, there you go. I want lots of mini muffins. I'm not really sure how you're you not understanding. want lots of mini muffins for each five Just milliliters? Just get me the mini muffins. Not unless we agree on a... take a piss. Kitty. <laughs> I knew that would annoy My you. God. How crass and vulgar. <laughs> a lady like you shouldn't be saying such things. Just go and take a piss. Remember when I made a little... <laughs> Remember when I, I took a bath the other day and I made a little like top hat out of suds? How did you get from take a piss to that? <laughs> because I was good and uh, you came in and I like tipped it to you and I said, Milady. <laughs> and there was, just, there was just like a tower of suds so on my head. It was so funny because it was like bobbing. <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah. Okay, but seriously, get my What Nickelback? What Nickelback? It's a very distinctive voice. We're back. Hey. Hi. Did you miss us in those five seconds? It wasn't five seconds for them. No, what? It's not live. What? You've really confused me. It's going to be five seconds for them because I'm going to edit it down to five seconds. Edit what down to five seconds? That five minute break we just took. Oh. Are you short circuiting uh, right now? What's happening? You're being mean to me. I don't Some know what this is about. Type of thing. I'm going to cry now. I, I like how it was worse that I didn't say it. Let's just say it. Fuck ri- you. It rhymes with <laughs> snane snanurism. Yeah, you don't like it, do you? I don't want to have a snane snanurism. You might if you keep up this. Are you going to make me have a snane snanurism? Scandalous behaviour. I'm not going to make you. That's horrible. I'm just going to edit you out of the podcast. You keep saying that, but you don't know how to use audacity. You're a I basic bitch. I do know bitch. how to use audacity. Well, no, I don't. No, I know don't. how to record. I don't know how to edit. Yeah, you just press the record button. Oh, I don't know how to snip. Oh wow! Do you want to be snipped? No, I do not. <laughs> no vasectomies for me. Okay. I like to keep my vas deverens intact. <laughs> I like it to be a continuous thread. Okay. Okay. What, what else are we watching? I mean, what else did we watch? We watched Uncut Gems. Yeah. 
spoilers potential. I don't know if we should spoil it. No, we're in not going to. But in, in case people don't even want to, let's like... not spoil the the. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Just want to talk about how. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So can I go first? Yeah. I don't have that much to say about it. Sure. I. This is not the type of film I would usually watch. But you don't like good movies. <sighs> just get out. <laughs> just get out. Leave and never look back. Walk out the door. Don't turn Dude, around this, now. He's been so mean to me today. You're not welcome anymore. You've got so much love to give. I've got so much something, something. And I'll survive. No, you don't even know who sang that, do you? I'll survive. Oh, it was um, Jenny Sings A Lot. It was. How dare you be so mean to me on this week, our anniversary week? <laughs> it was Sally Songstress. No. Was it Tina Turner? <laughs> Oh man, that was a real guess, and you just laughed in my face. <laughs> that was a real yeah, guess. Yeah, I don't know. Some it was Diana Ross. Oh, okay, I don't know these old <laughs> singers. <laughs> well, I don't. I was born in '93. What do you want from me? <laughs> I saw <laughs> that should something... be my uh, that should be my T-shirt. I was born in '93. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> God, nothing makes you feel older than someone not knowing who Justin Timberlake is. What? Really? Yeah. I saw a thing on TikTok where a teacher was saying that her students don't know, they didn't know what Crimea River was. Oh, boy. And I'm like, this is where we're at. Wait, how did that come up in class? Because she says that she says that when someone, a student says something, she's like, they're like, I couldn't do my homework, my dog ate it. It's like Crimea River. And they were like, why do you keep saying that? And she's like, you don't know what it's from. And then, I, yeah. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense. I was thinking, and then one person was she said, teaching them about Russia's annexation? And they were like, how do you pronounce that word? And she was like, well, Crimea River, Crimea. And they were like, what? What? How did you? And I don't even know how your brain just did that. Someone was like, from the movies. Oh, boy. And she's like, the fact that you know him only yeah. from movies and not music really says a lot. I love that actor, Justin Timberlake. Oh my His performance God. in Friends with Benefits really changed my life. I don't think that's the movie they're even talking about. <laughs> he was in that weird sci-fi film where you have to like buy time. Like what? people have a wallet that contains their amount of time they have. I don't know. And you can this. steal people's years. He was in a Woody Allen movie in the last couple of years, which is not a great look. Who hasn't been? And it, yeah. And he also... Because um, I could point some fingers at yeah. some... Sacred cows. Yeah, yeah. And he was also wasn't he in some some like gangster movie where he's like Oh my god, was he really? Got tattoos and shit. I don't oh, know. I think it's so dumb. Yeah. I don't know why he keeps that doing that. That sounded this. familiar. Was he in He's good in yeah. Friends with Benefits and he was good in the social network and he should just leave it at that, to be honest. Good is I mean he was serviceable. In social network he was good. He was like I yeah. believed he was a dickhead. Sure. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That film's so good. There's scenes from that movie that I sometimes rewatch. Like the scene YouTube. where Andrew Garfield's character comes in and he's like when he's taking angry. fucking yeah, flip flops yeah. and like yeah, that's such a good scene. Andrew Garfield's where really he's good talking in that about movie. his stock having been diluted. Yeah. yeah, that is a really good scene. Some good scenes. Andrew one. Garfield is really good, but I feel like he's a bit He's done what he's doing in the past few underutilized. years. Underutilized. He's in some strange movies. Is it, wasn't he in a war movie? He's who, been in a couple of war movies. If you had to choose one out of the two, Andrew Garfield or um, oh, his name escapes me. From he's in his most recent film is The Art of Self Defense. What can I think of his name? Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. they're not the same. No, but if you had to pick one, I think they are Jesse Eisenberg. Slightly similar to be the fair. The thing that Jesse Eisenberg does, he does it so well. 
Whereas Andrew Garfield doesn't really have one thing that he does. Yeah, but Jesse Eisenberg kind of does the same thing every time. But some actors are good for that. Yeah. Sometimes you don't like it because it's like you you can't get past it. But like Tom yeah. Cruise does the same in most of his movies and you like it. Do you know what I mean? And so does Tom Hanks for that matter, but we no, love it. No, Tom Hanks can transform. Yes, he can transform. For example, you've never seen The Terminal. I was trying to recommend that to you the other yeah. day. That is a really fun you, well, film. You haven't seen Philadelphia. No, I haven't. And you he need definitely to get can on that transform, shit. but he does also kind of have that like Not when you watch a movie like that. No, but I'm saying generally he everyone loves the Tom Hanksness of Tom Hanks. Yeah, I get what you mean. That he's willing to do that. <clears throat> but not but, in the same way that Jesse Eisenberg is no, the same no, in every that's single true. movie. Also, <clears throat> but I do like his shtick. Yes, it is enjoyable. Although him playing Lex Luthor was bad. Well, yeah. My interesting God. choice, though. Bold choice, not interesting. Well, says you. As in, if you take a, I don't know, bread bin outside to hold over your head when it's raining instead of an umbrella, it's a bold choice. It's not necessarily an interesting choice or a good choice. I don't think it's a bold choice. It's a stupid choice. That was not a great analogy. It was all right. Move on. Wait, it was a two out of ten. (laughs) Secondly, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, we watched the trailer. I can't believe they're making Zombieland 2. They've made it. It's already been out. Some stupid subtitle. And let me just point this out to you, listeners. We liked the first one. first one was fine. I didn't love it. No, but you know what I mean. And I've forgotten it by now. Yeah, I don't know what happened. But my point is, Samantha always says this to me. Whenever we watch some shitty action movie trailer, she always say to me, I'll say that looks bad. And then you'll be like, well, we'll probably end up watching it because you'll make us watch it. Because you'll watch any old trash. And we do. First of all, we down... Well, we got a hold of... (laughs) By this crazy new amazing TV channel called Utorrent, um, Zombieland Two. We don't even use Utorrent. No, we don't. I couldn't <laughs> think of another torrent program. Um, we downloaded it, and then I restrained myself from watching yeah. it because it looks so bad. Second of all, but it's got good people in it, so I feel like it can't be that bad. So remember last night while we were lying in bed talking, chit chatting, shooting the shit, if you will, gossiping, um, reading each other's palms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Touching each other's is well that was a misdirect i don't appreciate it <laughs> i got whiplash from that <laughs> you misdirect. Like, do it <laughs> what kitty you got breakfast around me he does this cute thing his face is so adorable yeah last night samantha was saying because we watched the trailer for the new bond film and i just i could not have been less interested in watching that film i bet we watch it the less i'll get on to this accusation <laughs> the last few bond films have been so dull but and we watched just, them didn't we we did watch them even yes. though the one before it was dull we yeah. watched the next one but samantha was saying last night that we are gonna watch that i bet i bet you cave and we end up watching that one day and i told her i gave her my solemn oath that we will not watch no, that film but then i said bet me if we watch it, you and me. At first I said Twilight because I always like to watch Twilight with you and you never want to give it to me. Samantha's made I, a monocle out of her little fidget device. It, I downgraded it because it's less time to one episode of A Discovery of Witches, which is like 42 minutes. And I said, if we end up watching James Bond, you have to watch an episode of Discovery of Witches with me and you wouldn't do it. No. Because you know <laughs> somewhere deep in your mind that there's a chance we might watch it if we haven't got anything else no, to watch. No, there's 0%. No, I'm well, never bet w- me then. No. Bet me then. I don't need to. You, 
What do you mean you don't need to? The need is there because you're so adamant we won't. Yeah, I am. Submit me. No. Because you know we will. I won't be pressured Check into back a wager. in three months and I bet we've watched I it. I bet we don't. Now I can't watch it because it's become a point of pride. Whatever. <laughs> bet me then. I refuse. You're trying to get me addicted to gambling. <laughs> you're in the pocket of big casino. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... How did we? I don't know how we got. It's been like an Olympics symbol with the. It looks more like a four leafed clover. But they're circles. Also, the Olympics symbol has more than four rings. Whatever. What are you poo pooing? What is it? Don't yuck my yum. That's not what that phrase means. Maybe I'm mistaken. I I don't know. Anyway, back on to Uncut Gems. I wasn't super interested in watching it because it's not my type of film. But I'm always very attracted to films where people are playing radically off type whenever a comedian does a really serious drama that always makes me curious i don't see very much out of my right eye i think i look at things with my left eye and a little bit with my right eye and (laughs) eagle-eyed listeners will notice that at a certain point in every podcast samantha gets so distracted that she just interrupts at some point and starts talking about nonsense i'm sorry continue is it time to put the tangle down now no, because I it seems it. to be i need it draining your brain power <laughs> do, do. <laughs> stop stop run <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i wasn't surprised by how good adam sandler in this film is because i've seen him in a dramatic role before and was very impressed however we don't like we're not into his comedies no i no. i would rather cut off my own face and then eat it <laughs> i'd rather grill it Cut it into manageable <laughs> chunks, stab one oh. with a fork, and then savor it in my mouth. Oh. A piece of my own this face. This is horrible. That's what I would rather do. <laughs> Grown Ups wasn't that bad. I'm just kidding. Are you? <laughs> it was bad. I watched it, though. Or part of it. And you're telling me I watch bad films? No, I'm saying I watched it purposefully because Taylor Lautner was in it. And I wanted to just see what it was like, but the movie was terrible, so I didn't watch it all. Anyway, I know that he's good because I saw him in that film called Rain Rain on Me or Rain Over Me. It's about like a king rains, not like the clouds rain. He plays like this (laughs) suicidally depressed dude. Oh, yeah, you can't remember this. that film is notable because it includes a lot of footage of him playing the PS2 artsy classic shadow of the colossus it was one of the first films that like wove someone playing a video game into the storytelling in a meaningful and memorable way i liked that film and i liked adam sandler in it so i knew that he had the chops to do a a good dramatic role but he's really fucking good in this film yeah he transforms it's impressive man it's it's like it's a big role and he plays it very loud but there's also a subtlety to it's it. It's also just him. He carries the whole movie, yeah, if you think does. about it. Yeah, I, I like the film. I, I You had never seen a Safety Brothers movie before. I wasn't hugely impressed by these, these Safety Brothers you speak he of. He hasn't much good time because his tra- taste is trash. But I just felt like... I felt like this film tried to do some interesting things, but they didn't quite land. But they did in the fact that they made it so chaotic... That it made me anxious. Yes, I felt definitely. anxious. They did that so well. The, the yeah. way they film, that kind of like... Um, 
strained colour, that kind of just like oversaturated sense of it and the music they used really made you feel like this is like too this is too much yeah. and i felt like that the whole movie you're on the edge of your seat yeah. because you're just so it was tense it was really yeah. tense yeah i don't know just in a way was those... a little bit unpredictable as well i thought it was just kind of messy like the, those scenes where it's showing you the interior of the opal and it's kind of this yeah this landscape of exploded colors and it almost looks like a, a galaxy or a universe i it, it didn't mesh with the film and it I kept f- doing it and i was thinking mm. what are you doing like i know what you're aiming for but tonally and thematically and even visually this hasn't been woven into the film it's just kind of been like transplanted yeah. onto it and it sticks out in a unpleasant and jarring way but i feel like you don't watch a lot of weird movies and because that's you not don't, even slightly true please name a weird movie you watched in the last two years um what is that film called the one where it's slightly uh what is it called <laughs> oh, it's got one of those really unmemorable names the one where it's the two brothers and they go back to the culty camp that they grew up in Okay, and, I'll give you that. Yeah, what was that film called? It had a really, un, a really uh, unmemorable Stupid name. Stupid name, like fucking the box or something. The like box. The hole or something. What the, was it called? The dark, not the darkness. What was it called? It's kind of like incoherence, but not. It's like the the. I mean, it was the thing. Yeah, I don't know. The cullen, the cullenness, or. Yeah, anyway, anyway, that was a really weird film, and I I'll suggested that. we watch that. But that's that. a straight... You don't suggest movies like that. But I feel like if you don't watch a lot of weird movies or a lot of different styles, then when you do watch something that has a different style, it's going to go one or two oh, ways. You're either going to really love it, let, or you're just going to be like, I don't get let it. Let me cut you off right there, because I made us watch one of the weirdest films we've ever seen the other day, and I was the one who suggested it and pushed it. What We watched Lars von Trier's Melancholia. So, Another so you time. can suck on a just a fucking cavalcade of dicks because you are completely wrong. Look, I suggest movies to him and he doesn't watch them. However, when a man on a podcast suggests oh, a movie to him, he wants to watch it. Well, that's not what happened with Melancholy. I'd, I'd seen the trailer for it a long no, time ago. Someone, you said someone no. was talking about it on a podcast. That was, um, I think that was Uncut Gems. Well, whatever. So, <laughs> I'll give you that. You do occasionally come with a movie, but I try to come with movies all the time. Okay, but if I don't want to watch it, I'm not going to watch it. So... But you don't know until you try. That seems like a the fair The problem is, is you don't want to try. You don't like the idea of, like, watching 10 minutes and being like, I don't like it. You want to know that you're going to like it, which isn't, like... I want to know there's a reasonable chance I'm going to like it, yeah. But sometimes you don't even... I tell you all these reasons why you might like it, and you're just like, nah. The other thing is, you get so invested in wanting me to watch a specific film. You tell me, watch the trailer for this. You're really going to like it. I know, like, just stick with me. You might, blah, blah, blah. Then I watch the trailer, and I tell you, no, it's not really for me. And you get mad at me. I don't get mad at you. I just get annoyed that you... So you do get mad? Don't get... No, that's not the same. Is getting mad getting annoyed? It's... No. It's not the same. They're on the same... But they're not the same. Continuum. But they're not the same. Okay. Is a strawberry the same as a blueberry? 
No. They're in the same No, family. they're not. <laughs> Strawberries aren't even berries. Are they not? No. What are they? I don't know, but they're not berries. They're delicious. Not always. That's true. Sometimes they're white inside when they should be red. Like uh, the other day when I felt cheated. Ugh. I bought a fresh box of strawberries and, and they, they were just, were just white. They, they're like pulpy when they're it's white horrible. inside. It's, it's gross. Is anyway. there, one second. Is there any fruit that never disappoints? Mm. Bananas? It never disappoints if you eat... No. Well... I guess you could say it never disappoints in the sense that, because I feel like you could say, well, strawberries are always good when they're like good, but that's not true even. Mm. Sometimes that you still, you'll still always get a bad one. Yes. Whereas a banana, I like bananas when they're. Overripe. Overripe. Yeah. When they, when they, when the peels have spots on them. Yeah. That's when I like a banana. I like it soft and I don't want it in the fridge. I just leave it on the side. And if you wait, if you can wait those few days for it to do that, they're perfect. They won't be bad. Right. So it's just about waiting. Whereas like you can wait for like strawberry stimming season or you can wait for the best time for an apple to be the best, but they can still be shit. I rarely, I have blueberries a lot. And I feel like very rarely are the blueberries bad. They might not be great, but they're rarely bad. Whereas yeah. some fruit you can have and it's completely tasteless yeah. and gross and mushy. And <laughs> melon, if you eat it, I sometimes sometimes like um, I forget I have it in the fridge and I leave it too many days and then it kind of loses all its moisture and flavor. But if you eat melon in the day or two after it has been cut. It is almost always great. Yeah. I like watermelon. I like honeydew melon. I like all that. Like, it's all yeah. good. See, for me, all other fruit except for bananas are bad when they're bad. I can't eat them. It just becomes mushy water mm. or crunchy water. And I'm not down with that shit. I can't do it. I just don't want to wait. I don't want it. I don't want it. Crunchy water. Yeah, because if it's like an apple. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Apples you know can when, be really bad sometimes. You know when apples are bad? Do you know what, they make, that, what it makes me think of eating? A potato. <laughs> a raw potato. It has that same yeah. crunch and similar, a very, very, very similar smell if it's not a good apple. Yeah. However, when an apple, a red Braeburn apple <sighs> is in the right time, I don't know when that is. Oh, boy. It's a fucking delicious yeah. that first bite is like it's so, like your eyes kind of go it's all crisp like, and it's tart it's just, and it's a little sour yes but it's just the flavor is so just piercing but it's so disappointing when you spend five minutes cutting an apple and then you eat it and it's like a potato and it's like what? i like how we pretend that sometimes you cut the apple I do, because sometimes you don't want to get up and do the apple for me. And I'm like, what? bitch, I just made you dinner. What, you a, what a bunch of bullshit. I cut your apples 99% of the time, okay, admit it. But there admit were times it. when I could it. Admit there it. There were times when I could it. And I also cut your strawberries for you, so you're welcome. Do I make the dinner for you. I wait on your I hand and foot. I make the snacks for you. I wash your dick for you. I don't know what I was going to say. And that. I make That's you come true. four times a Sunday, okay? <laughs> That's true, actually. So... Anyway, if I could make it, if boys could have multiple orgasms, I would be making you have <laughs> ultimate orgasms. I would multiple. like those, to be fair. <laughs> ultimate, ultimate. I'm sure you could pull it off. You have the talent, the raw, 
<laughs> You're like a, a, a blue chip rookie that a sports team is trying to recruit. I don't know what that means, but sure. I know a lot about... I'm not down with the sporticulars. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, you so- love deadspin.com. What? <laughs> Can I say one last thing about the fruit? <laughs> if I may. If I may be permitted on my yeah. own podcast to speak my mind about important matters of <laughs> world events. I used to really like pineapple when I was younger because it, pineapple was seen in my household as a luxury. I don't know if right. that is. I don't know if it's expensive because I haven't. It's not expensive. It's not as cheap as an wife. apple. But but I remember every now and then my dad would bring home a pineapple. Oh man! And it was really nice. But I've had pineapple in my later life, mm. and I don't really like it. You so don't like coconut either. Oh, I detest it. Interesting. I I don't like hardly any fruit. The yeah, only fruit I like true. are bananas, apples when they're good, strawberries. You also when they're only good. like one type of apple. Oh yeah, oranges. I like a lot of different types. All those of apples. little baby clementine type oranges. Yeah. And then we were talking about grapes the other day. Why didn't we get some? Because it kind of oh. made me want some, and then I forgot about we it. We had this really weird moment in the kitchen where Samantha started <laughs> talking about grapes, and we were talking about how red grapes are good and green grapes are good, and they're so refreshing when they're you cold first bite into it, and, and they're just... really flavorful, and they just explode in your mouth. And we had this. It was like we were high. Yeah. When you have those moments when you're just so hungry, you might explode. Yeah. And we were just looking at each other like, oh, God, I could go for some grapes and right now. And then we even went to the shop afterwards and we didn't get any. We forgot about it. It was, yeah. a, it was a fleeting moment of we ravenous hunger. That. But yeah, I don't like any of the fruits. There are definitely lots of fruits I haven't tried, though. That's true. Rarer fruits. Have like, you ever tried a kiwi? I think I, you had one once mm. and I tried it and I, didn't, I don't like it. I don't like it. They are very weird looking. That weird feeling. I don't like yeah. weird textures. They're like hairy. <laughs> they kind of have like... A weird colour to them, like a strange brown. They look green on the inside, though. Yeah, they look they look nice on the inside, but they and they're also not super fun to have. To, you have to like scoop it out like yeah. an oyster with a spoon. I don't like blueberries or raspberries. I like raspberries, and I used to have them a lot, but then I realised you can't really wash them, and it freaked me out. Yeah, because if you try to wash them, they just disintegrate. And then I thought to myself, I'm eating something that hasn't been washed. Yeah, that's do and that. it kind of freaked well, me I out. I once ate some lettuce that I didn't wash and I vomited. Yeah, and then from and now lettuce is dead to you. And it's sad because lettuce is the only vegetable I like, apart it's from potato. No, you don't count when people say eat your greens. <laughs> they're not talking about potatoes. Are yeah, they? well, of course, it's a different thing. I don't. Um, I can sometimes eat garden peas, but I, to be honest, I eat them once a year, so you can't really class that. Sure. So lettuce was the only vegetable I liked, and now I can't. Peas kind of don't taste of anything. What doesn't? Peas. Yeah, in a way. But you could say that about a lot of fruit and veg. It does. People are always like, it doesn't taste of anything. I'm like, no, it tastes like feet. <laughs> what? Broccoli tastes like feet. <laughs> I tried it and for a sec I thought, if I sandwiched it between like the potato, the cheese and the ham, I can take it. So I would eat small amounts of it with like each meal. But then I realized when you can actually taste it, it tastes like feet. And it smells like feet. <laughs> and so I couldn't eat it anymore. Whose feet have you been sampling to compare? Although, if someone had told me that spinach is just like lettuce, I would have been eating it this whole time. It's almost the same as lettuce. Because I don't like crunchy lettuce, like yeah. the iceberg. I like the leafy parts. Leafy. So if someone had told me that... Because I recent, semi-recently started eating spinach, and I don't eat it very much, but I'm going to try. 
I'm getting some snacks. Sure. You know? I'm going to try to incorporate it into more meals because it's fine. It doesn't really taste of anything. And what it does taste of is lettuce, basically. Mm. I can understand why you don't like iceberg lettuce. Because if anything tastes like crunchy water. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it tastes like. Let's talk about how tomatoes ruin everything. I, If you put tomatoes on, on every bread, sandwich, yeah. I want to find you and <laughs> lobotomize you. So it, you can end your reign of terror. It just makes it like sweet and soggy. I hate tomatoes. And I don't understand like, why you would do that. Uncooked tomato. Oh, any type uh, of tomato, really. But just cold, slimy yeah. slice of tomato on an otherwise pristine sandwich. Why? Oh. Why, God? <laughs> Which is weird because you love pizza. Yeah. You love spaghetti bolognese and yep. you love ketchup when you have like burgers But these and are stuff. all tomato in its most palatable form. Yeah. Form, yeah. which is liquidized in sauce form, yeah. basically and pesto yeah. you like pesto yeah I do. so i like tomato in, in that form in that pureed form yeah but i don't like it any I other don't. way i don't like ketchup very much but sometimes it's needed like if mm. i eat a burger which is rare um i also and i really don't like the tomato on pizzas i prefer if they put none or very small <laughs> amount Sometimes I find myself scraping it off with yeah. my fingers. That's the opposite of me because, I, as I've told you before, one time I ordered a pizza oh, online. Yeah. I think it was from Domino's. This was <laughs> this was before I found the promised land of Papa John's. But I ordered it from. They had a weird like web interface where you had to pick, you had to check a box for each aspect of the pizza, and there was a box that said tom- like tomato puree or tomato yeah. p- pizza sauce or whatever. And I thought it was saying, do you want extra sauce, like tomato sauce on it? So I unticked it and they sent me just cheese on bread. <laughs> <laughs> and I ate it and it wasn't good. And I couldn't complain because I had unchecked the that's box. A, that's the opposite thing of what I did, but the same in a sense. Yeah. I, when I was about a teenager, I, we used to eat from this pizza place. It wasn't a chain. It was just like one of those, you know. And I... I started asking them if I could ju- have a pizza without the tomato puree. So it was just like cheese on bread. <laughs> and it was so good. And it was even better the next day when you microwaved it. It was really fucking good. In fact, don't I can, even. I can taste it. I always say this to you. Mm. Don't say pizza. Because as soon as you yeah. say pizza, I desperately want pizza. But it's like 7.53 in the morning. Yeah. You ain't getting pizza from anywhere. No, that's true. <laughs> why don't we have a wood-burning pizza oven in yeah, our apartment? Yeah, why don't we just... I, I also told you, I don't know if this was particular to my hometown or city, because I've never seen this particular franchise anywhere else. I know else. exactly what you're going to say. I'm not going to say the name of it, because I think it may pinpoint me. But this particular pizza franchise, they sold square... All they sold was square pizzas. Yeah, it's like Little Caesars in America. I think uh, they had square pizzas. And they had a very distinctive flavor. They were very kind of like heavy and greasy and just like dense. Like, like Pizza a, Hut? No, pizza not Pizza like Hut that. isn't dense. It's just salty. All you can taste in Pizza Hut is salt, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. But yeah, they, it was a really weird pizza chain. And then it died out, and I've never seen it anywhere else. And yeah. they used to. I used to get this all oh, the yeah. time. They had this meal deal for, I think it was £10, which is quite Back good value. Back when pizzas were cheap. Yeah. Your pizza at Papa John's now is £22. Yeah. <laughs> but we never get, get it large. full price, because we always get a deal. Yeah. We and wouldn't I- get it if we had to get no. it full price. We should talk about the, the heyday, the golden yes. halcyon days yeah. in a second. But anyway, they had this, I used to get this all the time, like several times a week sometimes, this £10 pizza meal deal at this place. You would get one 
personal size so it was like four or five slices one of these small cute little pizza (laughs) square pizza too yeah small square pizza you would get a can of something i would always get dr pepper i was a big fan of dr pepper until samantha told me that it tastes like candy lipstick and not candy lipstick it just tastes like lipstick the lipstick that you'd get like in the 90s well i don't know what lipstick tastes like yeah it wasn't candy flavored it was just the lip weird no but do you remember they used to make that chalky like fake candy lipstick no i don't know what that is oh well that's what it that's what what you said made me think oh no i'm talking about proper it's like the lipstick I'd steal from like my mum or something. It always had this really weird smell slash taste. Sure, like chemically? Chalky? Yeah, like a weird, not chalky. It was just like this weird overpowering smell. Right. And it, you don't get it on lipsticks anymore. It was always on those like horrible brown shimmery lipsticks mm, that like your right. mum or I'm your teacher familiar. would wear. And that's exactly what Dr. Pepper tastes like to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, you told me that and that f- from then on I can never really drink it that's without thinking that. That's not a lie, you get it every now and then. Yeah, but then. I don't enjoy it as much. <laughs> you have adulterated so my enjoyment sorry. of the Dr. Pepper. I'm sorry. Anyway, you get the pizza, you get a can of Dr. Pepper, you would get a portion of garlic bread, which I'm not a fan of, so I'd always give that to my mom and my sister. You would get a little, <laughs> a tiny little one serving, um, a little pot of a little pot of Hagen Dazs. That little like trial. was it Hagen Dazs? Yeah, because that's how I found Belgian chocolate Hagen Dazs and fell in love with oh, it I to this it was day. Ben and Jerry's Hagen Dazs. Yeah. Wow, so you, for ten pound. Yeah, you get all of that for ten pound, and uh, that was a hell of a deal as far as I I was concerned. Yeah, and anyway, the thing about Papa John. The reason why they have a special place in our heart is for oh, yeah. several years there when so, when Samantha first when Samantha and I first met. Yeah, so I wasn't really like a pe- I would eat pizza sometimes, but I didn't really like it very much. Like I said, I would get like the just cheese with no pizza, which is not a pizza, of course. Yeah, it's just cheesy bread. <laughs> they already sell that, by the way. You got scammed. <laughs> Speaking of the cheesy bread that they call like pizza sticks or whatever they call it from Papa John's is fucking horrible. <laughs> it's not the same cheese they put on their pizzas. It's different yeah. cheese. Um, however, the garlic pizza bread that's basically like a mini pizza at Domino's because it even has a tiny bit of tomato puree is fucking delicious. Anyway. Anyway. So I met Ryan and I Your think we changed. talked about... Yes, it did change. I think we talked about this before, so we'll go into it too much. But he never used to feed me, really, when yeah, I go to his Yeah, we have talked about this. Let's not dig up these skeletons. No, but... <laughs> it's not a skeleton. But, however... Let's keep them in their mort safes. <laughs> however, he would feed me in the sense that most of the time we would just get pizza. Mm. And... I ain't cooking. No. I'm not Chef Drew. He would just be like... Do you want to get some pizza? And I'd be like, yeah. And some of the time I didn't even have money, but it was good because you'd be like, I have a free pizza. Yes. Because back then, Papa John's, if you'd ordered a pizza, they gave you access to these weird questionnaire surveys. Yeah, like surveys that you could answer for points. And you'd immediately get a free pizza. And so he always had like free pizzas. So I would go over, we'd have sex, we'd get pizza. (laughs) It'd be a great day. And that's what introduced me to Papa John's. Yeah. Because that's all we would eat. Yeah. So basically, I don't, I, they had like this um, loyalty points program, which they still have now. But back it's then, now, they though. would give you points for stupid, for nothing. stupid for nothing. stuff, for these yeah. tiny menial tasks, like filling out a survey 
saying how much you liked Papa John's as a company. You pretty much always had yeah. a free pizza. And you would get so many points for it. And it was so easy yeah. to do. These little tasks they would ask you to do online. Um, and there was games I think you could do online where you could get points. And you would do them and you'd rack up points so quickly. And we just got so many free pizzas yeah. from it. There, we were barely ever paying for pizza. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And then several years ago they changed it and now yeah, oh you get boy. if we order like a pizza because i don't eat pizza anymore but if we order like a pizza and then i get like chicken sides and like potato wedges and then like a cookie oh. the cookie from proper john's is so good it's all right whatever um anyway you get like six points for that whole yeah. order and you have to get 25 for a free pizza. So you have to make like four orders yeah. in order to get a... Is that right? Yeah, uh, I, can't do maths. Um, I can't do maths, but like... So you have to make like four orders before you get a free pizza. However, you can get smaller things. Like if you get eight points or 12 points, you can get like a free dessert mm. or a free potato wedges or something. And stupidly, they do... They. I'm not going to go into that, but... You yeah. can if you want to air that grievance. So Get it off your chest, I Samantha. I always, years ago, found it so odd that, that here, pizza places, don't do fries. They always just did potato wedges, which I didn't really like. But then I learned to like them because we would always have pizza and I always have to have some kind of potato side. Um, you need your starch. And then, like, about a year ago, Papa John stopped doing potato wedges. They started doing something they called crinkle wedges, which were almost like these flat sort of like flat potato things with crinkles in them they were all right they were a bit weird right but they sufficed <laughs> now however do you know what they've switched to tater tots that's not even really a thing here that's some americana we have them but yeah they're not really like a popular thing and i've never had them before i've never had them before so i bought some and i got the one was your only choice i got the ones with cheese because I don't know why, but there were seriously like eight potato tots <laughs> and yeah. they weren't cooked very well and the cheese was only in the center and they'd cooked it too long so it was like crispy mm. cheese. It was terrible. It was so terrible. I don't know why I told you all that, but I just found Samantha it so was, annoying. was fuming. It's inexplicable. Like, <laughs> what are they it's doing? It's inexcusable. Also, you have to put like six pound yeah, for like... Yeah, it's expensive. Tater. It's not six pound. It's more but like four fifty. It's but still expensive. It's the, still expensive. The desserts are expensive as well. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the cookies like The thing pound. about Papa John's is everything is very expensive, but they always have some kind of offer or deal, like yeah. two for one pizzas or 40% off or something. Yeah, that's which, true ameliorates the expensiveness a little bit but you're still paying you're still paying 20 pounds you're still paying a premium yeah but we enjoy papa john's too much i think also, i might have to go back to domino's now though because they don't even do the, fire, yeah, the, the wedges so the only thing i like from there is the chicken wings it's very interesting that they've now finally taken the the titular john the eponymous papa john off the pizza boxes yeah. even here where we didn't hear the scandal very much mm. and in fact we got a pizza box i feel like you i told so you enamored with this pizza i was box. smitten by it because in my mind really cool pizza boxes with like fancy artsy designs on them is a very american thing or a london thing no just an american thing no i don't think so well we never saw it a single time in london so i'm not sure we only order from papa john's but if we got it from some 
fucking artisan pizza place. I'm sure there'd be cool shit on the In box. In Shoreditch? Yeah. Yeah. There would be. Um, some hipster pizzeria. Exactly. Yeah, I just associate it very much with America. And they sent us one the other day with this really cool... Some artists had made them this kind of, like, winter time... Like everyone having pizza outside. It was like, a little bit like Where's Wally as well. Yeah, it was, it was so busy. It was a very intricate illustration on the pizza box, and I was just very. I enjoyed it a lot. I know that's a weird thing to say, but well, I did. I'm a man who takes <laughs> satisfaction from simple pleasures, and I don't apologize for it. <laughs> well, my brother lived in America, and we were having a conversation once, and I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have Papa John's," and he's like, "Ew." He doesn't like it. But then he had Papa John's when he came back and he said it's better here than it is there, which sure. makes no sense. But I guess you got to think English food is better to English people usually because, like, the type of ingredients yeah. are okay. in a lot of stuff, it's either too salty or I think it, I think too... the Papa John's recipe is standardized, though. I know, but there are certain things we can't put in our food here that they right. can. maybe, yeah. Um, like if they're making, for instance, we don't do things with like, um, what's it called? Oh, the fructose. Yeah, high stuff. fructose corn syrup. Whereas that's in a lot of yeah. shit in America, but we we don't put that in anything. So it's really fucking bad food. How much do you want to try the the Coca Cola of the, the real Mexican Coke? The real cane sugar. I'm I want, curious. I want to try that real. I feel bad. like I'll be able to feel my teeth rotting in my yeah. mouth, but it'll be worth it. And that's like a true thing. Like I went on Reddit, and every single person was like, "Yeah, people get Mexican Coke instead of pa- I, they call it Mexican because yeah. Mexico still sells." Yeah. But the Coke in most places in America is made with the fructose yeah. or whatever. So yeah. As much as I, you love potato, I feel like sooner or later you're going to have to be converted to the the church of sweet potato no i'm not which i am an ordained minister i don't like it it's horrible i love sweet potato i love sweet sweet potato wedges sweet potato fries you're really into the sweet potato fries right now when you crisp them up in the fryer and they're just oh they're good not only do i not like the sweet potato taste but i don't like sweet savory things Mm. and my fries are not meant to be Sweet. sweet potatoes aren't that sweet though. But to me, they have a sweetness that I don't enjoy. You get used to it after a while. And I don't you want almost... to get used to it. It doesn't taste good. Well, you have to. No, I don't. What if there's another potato famine? No, I know. No. God forbid. No. But anyway. You don't believe in God. That's true, but sometimes I ask him for help. That's also true for me. Hmm, interesting. I don't really ask him though, I ask the universe. You got kind of a Pascal's wager going on. You might as well ask him for help because if he exists, then you'll get it. And if he doesn't exist, then you haven't lost anything. Yeah. I can't even tell you listeners what I'm looking at right now. Samantha has put her fidget toy on her face and is just resting it there. It's molded to my nose, like at my eye sockets. Like a seal that's like holding up a ball on its nose. I guess. I think maybe you throw me the fidget thing now. Because it's not stopping you from fidgeting, it's enabling your fidgeting. And that's 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 a difference. I use it in therapy and I realise it gets me more because I'm there going like this furiously. And it gets me worked up to the point I was shivering. Right. I forgot to tell you about this. So I just threw it You need down. to do it slowly, like just make shapes yeah. of it. But I was doing this, I was getting really worked up and I was like, yeah, and then this. And then like, I couldn't even believe it. I wasn't saying that, but it was I just like an you have a different accent in the therapy sessions. <laughs> Speaking of therapy. Speaking of different accents. No. What? We started watching 
we need to go back to Uncut Gems in a second, by the way, because oh, you haven't yeah, said your piece on it. But we started watching Avenue 5 recently. Avenue 5. Oh, yeah. With Hugh Laurie and his that. fluctuating accent. That's a weird one. Well, at first, we <laughs> thought, in the scene where his accent starts to slip, we literally paused I was like, it. lazy fuck. <laughs> we literally <laughs> thought it was a bad take where his real British accent was coming through. And I was even going back to, like, did he sound like this in-house? Everyone was always so surprised he was English. I don't understand how, because his accent is not good. <laughs> Samantha was dragging him. I was dragging she him. She was dunking on him. But then... But then... It turned out he it, was English, yeah. and he was doing a fake American accent. It was part of the story. So it was like... You know, I, I we the show's good. It's Not okay, good, but like it's watchable. watchable. But I expect more from Imando Inucci yeah. or how do you say his name? Right. No, I'm not. Because is Veep... it Ianucci or something? Yeah, it's I'm not sure. On the front. Veep is obviously excellent, incredible, excellent, and the thick of it is excellent. exquisite. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I'd watch that all the way through. I've never seen it all the way through because. Mm. You've done a couple of sort of semi rewatches, and I always just watch. I've them. rewatched that show so many times. But I do a complete rewatch. It's there, on Netflix now. There are lines. That's one of those shows where lines from it pump in my head randomly. You say, and I laugh so hard my ribs hurt. What's the duck cotton line? <laughs> that's one of my favorite. Where Malcolm Tucker says, um, "Her face was so sour, it looked like duck cotton licking piss off a nettle." <laughs> Which is just, that is just, my God. Yeah. That is artistry. That and Veep right is so there. sharp. And he also says, the only vibe you should be worrying about is the one in your wife's knicker drawer. <laughs> and because he's Scottish, yeah. the, your wife's knicker drawer. Knicker, that wasn't oh, a good boy. Scottish accent. <laughs> that was something. I take it back. I apologize for any Scottish people because I can't yeah. actually do a Scottish accent. That show is so good. So okay. good. And Amer- I feel like Mer- Americans don't know that mm. show. Because Veep Think is of kind it? of the yeah. slightly toned down version of that show, but is still it toned down. Not sometimes it's toned. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's fucking savage. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, the thing of it, yeah, Veep was really good. I mean, it wasn't that good in the last two, the ending two, two was seasons. But, not great, but I still was still better than a lot of shows. Yeah. Also, I get the idea that Amando just wanted a different. He didn't want to do yeah, politics. Yeah, he'd been doing political shows for yeah. a long time. Because Veep had like seven seasons. Yeah. And then the thick of it. Okay, say, you, say your oh, piece on Uncut Gems. Gems. That's it. I watched the first Safdie Brothers movie that I saw was Good Time. Oh, I just remembered another film we watched. Go ahead. And um, it was really good. Another, it's, as, it's the same as Uncut Gems in the sense that it's filmed the same and also... It's chaotic and suspenseful and anxiety ridden yes. because you don't know what's going to happen next. Um, Robert Paddington is amazing. That's the turning point, I think, for a lot of people with him. He obviously has done good other good movies before that, but I think this was one of the roles where he completely transformed. You don't at all see Edward. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Because for a lot of people, it's like, oh, he's just like in Twilight. And I see what he's trying to do in this like one movie, but... Um, He's very good. Very, very good. It's a good movie. That's what I've heard. I haven't seen it, but... So... Lullabus. Ryan doesn't like to... If someone's going to make him, like, unnecessarily sad, he doesn't want to. <laughs> That's true. And there's obviously from the trailer you can see... Yeah, that film like, just seems very fucked even up. Even I took a while to watch it because I knew it was going to, like, yeah. bum me out big time. And... But, yeah, when I finally watched it, I was like, wow. So... 
I knew kind of what to expect with Uncut Gems because I figured they have a style and they're probably going to stick to it. Yeah. And, yeah, so I liked it. I For me, it was also a little bit unpredictable, which I really was hoping for, and it, and it did happen. Mm. So, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I felt like, we're not going to say what it was, but I felt like the ending was the only way the story could end. Yes, it was... Yes, yes, I don't think it was anymore. Yeah, yeah. So and what's it? Yeah, the other, how could we forget? How could we exclude this movie that we watched that has your boy in it? We watched the lighthouse. Oh shit! Black Even and when white. I just mentioned him, I forgot. <laughs> Art film extraordinaire. That was a trip, man. It's a really like I it's know like it's like a play. It's really captivating yeah. and just enjoyable mm. and. It definitely has some another, small problems, but yeah. overall, I really liked it a lot. Another movie that you don't really don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, there's a lot of misdirects and red herrings in that film. It's also very much open to interpretation. Yeah, there's a lot of symbolism. So you can really come away with it thinking several mm. different things. It was a good movie. He was really good in it again. Obviously, Willem's good because he's Willem always Defoe, good stunned me in this yeah. film i thought he was absolutely incredible rob is really good in that movie yes he man. is good as well he, accent work is great like yeah when he blows up yeah his arms look great in that movie we don't mean a literal explosion yeah BD oh, dubs. No, yeah. <laughs> when he just like really lets when go. he puts on those sticks of yeah. dynamite his arms look really good in that movie. What a weird thing and to say. there are several scenes where he's all sweaty from, like, putting the coal in or whatever. And he's just... Objectifying. Scrumptious. If there was a female actor no, in would. this film, and I said, oh, yeah, and by the way, her breasts, when they were, when they were dappled with sweat, I love the curvature of them. I don't even think you as a white man can tell me about how things are uneven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you have... You are next on the privilege ladder. Yes, I know I'm also privileged, but don't talk to me about what a man or a woman can say so about So it's okay woman. if women objectify? If women objectify? Yeah. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm also saying I'm a fangirl and Rob is hot. Suck a dick. You know what? Just, really just know as know a slight want. aside, you know what I really find creepy and... Where are we going with Perturbing. This? The fact that there are websites, whenever there's any kind of athletic event like the olympics or any kind of world championships they will post pictures of male athletes <laughs> with zoomed in circles around their bulging crutches or, or their butts or their like abs or their arms and it's doing in this will do this shitty gooder sites oh, okay and it's doing in this kind of like now we now women can objectify too but it's still creepy yeah. and it's still like yeah. Oof. It's just oof is what it is. I started laughing then because I molded the fidget thing to my face in a new way and you had no reaction at all. Because I don't want it to made get me derailed. It made me giggle. I think it's time to pass me the fidget no, thing. No, I don't think that I can. I think it's time don't to... Don't take it away from me. Relinquish. Why are you trying to take this from me? Because that's what white men do. <laughs> <laughs> we take things from others. I'll beat you down. I guess. Anyway... No, seriously, pass me the fidget thing. No, I won't. You're going to have to. No, I need it especially at this part in the podcast. Okay, but don't let it distract and consume you I as won't. it is doing occasionally. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I've become officious. So, yeah, the lighthouse was good. 
Yeah, um, it was really good. I like the music. I know I'm saying a lot of the same stuff for these movies, yeah. but it was really, really good. I feel like I was thinking about it for... I mm. thought about it for a little yeah, bit after too. It stays with you. Yeah. Especially the ending because it's very. Yeah, you I read feel into like it all whatever you want. Three of these movies are hopeless. Yes. In a way. Mm. They, That's true. Yes, without spoiling, <laughs> but they're very hopeless. In a way, yes. Yeah. In different. In, in they different are, ways. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I liked the. I thought the performances were stellar. The black and white thing and the weird aspect ratio. I felt it was like just square. it wasn't nece- it wasn't it wasn't necessary but it was a it added something interesting to it. choice. I appreciate it. Because I, just, I feel yeah. Yeah, because it was a particular type of black and white as well. It's not like they just threw a black and white filter mm. over it. Do you know what I mean, which is different? Yeah, well they shot in black and white film. Yeah, so it definitely had some beautiful moments. Looks like the Snapchat logo. It does, yeah. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm sorry. It's time to pass it to me now. No, I can be I can be in control. He's taking it from me. He's taking it from me. <laughs> no. The white man triumphs once again. I don't my ears burning and you've taken it from me. How, how is one connected to the other? Because I'm cold and so my the heat is trying to like Were you gonna put the fidget thing on your ears? No, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> You're just airing all your <laughs> grievances against me. Yeah. I also really love, and this, I love this behind the scenes stuff where you find out they built a fucking lighthouse. I told you this. Yeah, you yeah. did. That to me is so cool. They built a lighthouse. And they, they stayed just, on that island. Yeah. And they in the cold and the rain and, and the like isolation and the desolateness. That type of stuff really enhances yeah, me too. my experience of a film. When I know that they really sacrificed and it was authentic. Yeah. Like when you hear about Leo in The Revenant. Yes. That type of stuff is just, you just got to respect it, man. I like that type of thing. It, Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Let's move on from stuff that we've watched. Yeah, okay. What, what, one, one last thing while we're on here. It'll be quick. So do you have anything to say about the... Any particular things that stick out to you about who won what in the award shows? Has the Oscars happened yet? No, the Oscars is soon, though. Yeah. So what do you think of so far um, in Precy, if you will? I haven't seen... I hadn't seen 1917 at the time, so I was kind of disappointed. You were sceptical. To be honest, I haven't seen any of the movies. Actually, that's not true. I want to see Little Women, so it's kind of like I'm rooting for it, even though I haven't seen it yet, because I feel like I'm going to enjoy it. I already know I'm going to enjoy it. You love Emma Watson. No. You she's cherish meant to be terrible Emma Watson. I. You worship Emma Watson. I've seen Marriage Story, I've seen yeah. Joker, and I've seen Once Upon did a Time. Did we talk about that? We talked about it last time. And we marriage talk- Story? I don't oh, think we did. Oh, not Marriage Story, Joker, I thought you Yeah, that. we enjoyed Marriage Story. Marriage Story, we'll just do a quick was Did really good. Quick. It was really good. Yeah. Again, like a play. What are a lot of movies that are like plays. I enjoy that type of style. Yeah, me too. Dialogue was excellent. Performance is great. I even, I'm not really like hugely a fan of Scarlett Johansson, but she was really good in this. Yeah. The so thing I about Scarlett seen... Johansson is she's so versatile. She can play Asian. She can play transgender. <laughs> she can play a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Did she play a tree? No, that's what she said. Oh, right, thing. right, right. I was going to... 
is there a female Groot that I don't know about? <laughs> um, same universe, though. That's true. Yeah. Why isn't there a love story between Groot and Black <laughs> Widow? Because <laughs> Groot's a teenager. I'm going to put my branch in you. He was a baby and now he's a teenager. Yeah, but he's... He's, he's a teenager now. Yeah, but just in form, he's still the same age. No, he's not, because that's why they show him playing video games. And no, stuff, but my point he's meant is, to be if I magically transformed your body, your cells, back into a teenage Samantha, you're still the amount of years that you are. Oh yeah, so you mean? Um, yeah. So the only films I have I hadn't seen when I started watching the Watchers are Parasite. Little Women and 1917. Mm. Little Women, I know I'm going to like. Parasite, I haven't watched yet. Hey, Good Things. And 1917, we only watched recently. So, Parasite's been winning some things, like the director, I think, and 1917 were winning. So, in my mind, I was like, well, I haven't seen that, and I'm not going to watch 1917. So, yeah, you know. (laughs) But then in terms of acting, Joaquin's been winning, yeah. which I, I liked the Joker, so I appreciate that. Some people are like grumble grumbling about it. Sidebar, but... what do you think about actors using their speeches to make political I points? I like it. I kind of like, because I feel like when you watch a award show, you're not actually really fully watching just to see who wins. You're watching to see what they'll say. Yeah. Whether they'll be funny, whether they'll cry and you'll have like a touching moment, or whether they'll use it to say something political or whatever. Um, but you only say that because you agree of what he said. If an actor got up there and said, yeah. we need to preserve the Second Amendment, they're taking away our, our yeah, firearm no rights. Yeah, but probably would. So, well... That's not true. There's, there's a, a lot of conservative would. Yes, but actors. they're not winning awards. That's maybe because of they, the conspiracy by the Academy... If, to exclude red state actors. Maybe if they had the chance to present, because there's lots mm. of actors that present, um, maybe someone will. But yeah, of course. Of course, that goes that saying, you like it because it aligns with what you believe. That's like redundant. That's Why isn't really... James Woods winning any awards? Yeah, I was totally thinking of him, John Voight, and all those crazy <laughs> Why people. Why isn't John Voight getting the Oscar? <laughs> A belated Oscar for Anaconda. Yeah. Oh my God, was he in that? I can't yeah. remember that movie. Um, was he really? Yeah, he's got an accent in it as well. Oh, like a South American oh, accent. That's terrible. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. what a film! Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's been a mixed bag. Do you? There's been some backlash to Joker winning a lot, which yeah. is yeah. Well, not Joker, just wacky him. Yeah, and which I think is just petulant and jealous and just making a fuss to make a fuss, honestly. Because if you went into Joker and said, and came out and said, this is a terrible film, then we don't really have anything to talk about because we live in different universes. Yeah, that sounds really familiar. Did you say that to me before? Sounds like something I would say. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. It's like, if you could say, I don't really like this movie that much because I didn't really agree with sort of some of the things they were saying and I refused to feel sympathy or mm. whatever it is. However, I thought it was filmed beautifully and Joaquin did a really good job. I don't think you can walk away from this saying that Joaquin did a bad job. Yeah, He did one of the best jobs, which is why I think he he does deserve to win. And I like some of the things he was saying. See, the BAFTAs, he 
in a fucking room full of stuffy English people, he was like, basically like, it's not fucking cool that it's just white people being nominated. And he even said, it's not like on you, it's on us. I'm a part of the problem. And there was like this silence. Interesting. Like an awkward like, silence what, yeah, or like a rev- like, reverent silence? No, like I think it was like a, you know, right. we don't do that over here. Because they do that all the time on American Awards and everyone's just like, yeah, like, you know. Hashtag you get, you get Meryl so Streep fist pumping in the air. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think they appreciated it that much at the BAFTAs, but fuck them. Sure. Um, some people have been uh, annoyed that... Samantha Brad- has found something new well, to fidget with. He taketh away from me, us, and mm. I will findeth a newest thing. She has now put her headband around her forehead like a halo. It is? No, it's like it's my crown. It's my... Tiara? It's like Wonder Woman with her... Oh, I guess. W or whatever the fuck it is. A W? Know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um... Yeah, we haven't seen Wonder Woman. What's my point? Long Some may people that have continue. been moaning Brad Pitt winning. Because A, they don't think what Once Upon a won? Time was that great. For Once Upon a Time. No, but what has he won? What do you think? Is it? But is it best actor or is it best supporting actor? I don't know. Best supporting, I think. Yeah. I don't really think he's supporting. I think they're co-leads. No, I think it's supporting actor. Well, mm. well I don't know. He might actually get more runtime if you think about categories. it. I think he is classed as but supporting. But I think he, if you are not the protagonist of the story. Yeah, I think he's classed as supporting and he keeps winning. Because I don't think you could possibly give him the nod over Joaquin. Because yeah, 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 he's not. It's, so, yeah, it's a good right, performance. You're right, you're right. And maybe there's not that good of other supporting actor performances. Yeah, it's best support. Well, people are annoyed that... And people are saying the only person of colour, Antonio Banderas, is up and that he... Hmm. He keeps winning over him. Or is it Joaquin who keeps winning over him? I can't remember which category But someone's being snubbed, okay. Yes, but that's the idea. So people are saying that about Brad Pitt, A, because some people don't think Once Upon a Time was that good. We watched that as well. We talked about that. Oh. That was, like, good. Yeah, we talked that it was good in parts. Um, But also because of the controversy, which kind of takes us on to something we were going to talk about. Okay. Do you know what the controversy is? About what? With Brad Pitt. Now he is getting distracted with the fidget spinner. <laughs> put it down. The shoe is on the other foot. Okay. Put it down. Yeah, okay, we'll put it down. Yeah, I know the controversy around Brad Pitt. Um, I thought we need to say it if we're going to talk about it. You, I don't follow celebrity stuff as close as you do, so you know more about it than I do. So the controversy, I guess, is basically that... Yeah. Um, I don't even know when it was, like two years ago or whatever... They it was publicized that he apparently got into like an altercation with his son, who's a child, um, or who was like 17 or 18 at the time, or whatever. That's a big difference. I don't know, I can't remember. Well, he's in college now, so he, I think right. he might have been anywhere between 16 and 18. And I don't think I'd call a 17 year old a child in America, they are all right, fine. either way, it's his child, yeah. I know what you're saying, but and. I guess people were like, oh, did he, like, beat him up or whatever? Did right. he hit him? And then I think he Brad released a statement saying something where he 
he made it a point to say that he didn't hit him in the face, implying that oh, he did hit him, but that it wasn't in the face. I didn't leave any visible marks on him. Yeah, and I think the idea is is that he got in between him and Angelina as if he was, like, he was sticking up for his mom kind of thing. So does that imply other things? Yeah, I don't know. Jesus. And, and it's been said that he's like, I don't know if it was alcohol, but he's definitely like a weed head, like... He, what a weird way to put that. Well, whatever. And he has said like that he was. He would just get stoned all the time. We so, doesn't tend to make people violent, to be fair. No, but it can make you grumpy and it can make you... <laughs> you know what I mean? The most British possible It can possible make you word. have like an attitude. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. So, anyway, I don't know. I'm not saying he did these things. Yeah, okay, I'm but saying that's this the... is what's been publicized. Yeah. So then some people are like, people are basically... Because then they basically spent the next two years divorcing and talking shit about each other in the via their they planted stories about each other basically, right? Or their publicists. Yes, and I don't think Angelina Jolie's calling up People magazine and saying, yeah, "I've got a scoop for not you." Herself, she's not. But so, yeah. yeah, and he still has supervised visits, which implies something very serious. Yes, yeah. apparently. Okay, so. A lot of people are like, why are we celebrating this guy? Like, he, you know what I mean? Yeah. He just gets... And the thing is, he, it's, I think some people are not just about always getting awards. The way they act when Brad Pitt gets on stage at award shows, everyone stands up. Mm. They don't stand up for everyone. Everyone stands up for Brad Pitt. So it's like, I don't know. He is, yeah, it's weird, It's man. hard because even, like, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so... It's, it's so easy to forget those extraneous things because he's so charming and he's so yeah. likable. I also I have to tell you, I think there's a recency bias at play here. I think because this happened in the last few years, there are people who are who say this is what should be in the forefront of your mind. Forget about all this other stuff. But then you take someone like Mark Wahlberg, who in his youth attacked a homeless guy and blinded him or yeah. and spat at him. And I think no. it was like a. I think there's some kind of racial component to it. Well, yeah, because he's Vietnamese, I think. Yeah, and that happened whatever twenty five years ago, and people don't bring that up well, because people see it as kind of ancient history. Yeah, but that's worse than what Brad Pitt did. Well, I think it's worse it's to blind different. a homeless well, Vietnamese man. Well, being a child is pretty bad. Yeah, they're both bad. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, they're just different. Yeah, different. And no, shit. and I'm no, not saying no one. Obviously, there are shitness. some some small pockets of people who will try and keep this in the conversation but generally speaking it's not brought up with the same yeah energy but Brad Pitt but Mark Wahlberg is no Brad Pitt you know what I mean no he's not but he's still he's big though he I would say for the younger culture Mark Wahlberg's probably a bigger well not deal. younger maybe your age no but you know what I'm saying like Brad Pitt yeah he's across yeah. all boards young Mark people Wahlberg like is him, in Transformer like films him. which means that Kids and younger oh, yeah, people know him, you know, he's like a figure for them. Whereas Brad Pitt was like in these important films 15 years ago. There are definitely famous people or artists or whoever you want to put it that I have, that I won't listen to or watch because okay. I know they've done something kind of thing. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's hard because I know that but I basically do know that Brad Pitt did that, but I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and I, and I liked his stuff in it. So it's like, does that make me a piece of shit? Like I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. We also watched Ad Astra. Which, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that But fin- I'll tell you this. I was thinking about it because I even said okay. to you during yeah. Ad Astra or oh, once upon a time, I was like, it, I, I brought this topic up and I was basically like, I'll tell you now. I, I'm thinking about it. So I guess sometimes you're able to separate it. I separated it enough to watch it. But then, but it's not, especially once upon a time in Hollywood, I wasn't really, it's not like I was watching that for Brad Pitt. I was watching it because it's a Quentin Tarantino movie and I like Leonardo DiCaprio. Those are the main reasons. I think there's an interesting question of what degree of responsibility do you have to educate yourself about these actors these artists past you know sins and flaws because i like i said i don't follow the celebrity stuff like you do yeah so you would only know if i told yeah you. so do i if i watch a film and i love this guy and then i start raving about him to people and then they say to me don't you know that 25 years ago he kicked a kitten like am i is the onus on me to find out that all that stuff before i start praising his performance i don't think you need to because this is like a different level but i was thinking about this the other day i think i spoke about this on a previous podcast how i'm addicted to tiktok yes you did and i was on tiktok and i found myself before liking a person's tiktok going on their page and seeing what other stuff they've posted about because i was feeling weird about randomly liking something that i didn't know the person if you know what i mean because obviously when i'm on instagram most of the time i'm liking things just in my feed so i i know of the person at least and so here it's like i was blind and i didn't know and i thought what if i like this person's video and then i go on their page and they're being racist or something like that or they're hating on fat people, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was feeling like I had to do that for everyone, and then I was like, no, this is silly. I don't think you can go through it like that. You can't vet every single no. like. No. Yeah. It's a Maybe like, you vet it yeah. if you're going to follow them, but if I was just going to... Lo- yeah, I don't know. I just I, was I, feeling weird about it. A like it. is different to, for example, people all, always take refuge in this idea that retweets are not endorsements. But a retweet is very different from liking something. Liking yeah. something is liking that one particular thing. Yeah. Retweeting is signal boosting this particular set of but people retweet ideas or expression. Also to when they quote retweet, mm. it's to add like you're a fucking dick. Yeah, or sure. Whatever. But my point is it's different in that retweeting is taking that thing and putting putting yeah. it on your feed. That's true. For your followers to see. Although so you're not endorsing stuff it. On Twitter but, now appears on your. Yeah. yeah, you're not endorsing it, but you are promoting it in yeah. some kind of objective way. And obviously, if you follow them, yeah, you would never follow someone you don't. Because if you wanted to look at a person's, like you want to read Trump's tweets, but you don't follow him, you just read the tweets. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Shall we? transition into what we were yeah, yeah so we kind of came about this topic because we were going to talk about how i guess today kirk douglas died yeah i don't know who kirk douglas I, is yeah Michael i've heard douglas the name dad right so, i know he's like a famous old yes, actor yeah i don't think i've ever seen him in anything ever mm. um but i know that he's like this like 
movie icon or whatever yeah. from years ago. He's like from the golden age yeah. of cinema. And I already briefly knew something about, didn't he like rape someone or something? But I didn't know the full information. And so I checked. And I guess it was said after Natalie Wood died via her friends, a group of her friends or different friends, not like the same, while someone was doing like a biography on her, that she had told them that like a legendary movie star who she admired brutally raped her for hours at the Chateau Marmont when she was 16. So a child. Um, So brought this up because obviously when I saw this on Twitter that he died, I saw Natalie Wood was trending also because people were like, justice for Natalie Wood or let's not forget that this guy's a rapist. Um, And obviously, of course, a few weeks ago, Kobe Bryant died and there was a rape allegation against him. Mm. And so across my feed was part, I saw so much love from all areas, all the interests I'm interested in. (laughs) <laughs> across like my feeds people from every area was like was celebrating him but then there was also a very loud portion of people who were like don't forget he's a rapist why are we like and of course there was that reporter who yeah there was temporarily a, got fired a for, washington post reporter yeah this was its own separate furor she just like tweeted an article yeah. she hadn't even written herself it was an mm. article someone else had written um, saying basically remember his sexual assault yeah. case. And so I guess we just wanted to talk about that idea of like, if someone dies, do we or do we not bring it up? Or Yeah, what, yeah. You know. It's weird. It, does a person, just because a person dies, does that like absolve them of stuff because they've died? Yeah, I... There is that maxim of don't speak ill of the dead. And I'd, I don't know that I believe in that. Yeah, I don't know that I do either because I don't think that obituaries necessarily have to be these kind of, especially for, you know, celebrities and, and important people, quote unquote. I don't think they should be these fawning hagiographies. I think they should paint the person in a realistic yeah. light unless you're their loved one obviously there's two yeah, that's separate different. if you're their loved one you paint it over you paint if it. if you're given a eulogy but if it's like a famous person mm. or they're known for like inventing something or whoever it is it's like you should just be given the facts really and the facts yeah. are this person did amazing things for basketball but they also had this against them but that i think let me go i'm gonna get death threats for this I feel. I don't think we have enough listeners to no, source a I, I feel like a it's a very... The Kobe Bryant thing is very... Well, we haven't said anything yet. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying I believe one thing or another. I'm saying should we be able to talk about it. Yeah, you definitely should be able to talk about it. the topic. And that Washington Post reporter should never have been fired. That was no. ridiculous. She's been... She's yeah, there was a huge backlash. I, don't, I didn't see... I haven't been following that story. Uh, but 300 yeah. of her colleagues yeah. wrote a letter to the boss basically saying this is wrong yeah i i think that was that was a overreaction in the wake in the like emotional wake of of his Mm. death i I, definitely don't believe in that idea like we just started with saying don't speak ill of the dead 
because I saw a lot of it like on the day after or whatever and people were like it's okay to bring it up just don't bring it up right now because it's just happened right and I'm like and then I saw people saying like well when the person's alive you're saying why are we bringing this up it's been so long and then when the person dies you're saying it's too soon to talk about it because yeah. they just died. So it's like, when can we talk about it? Never. Right. What you're really saying is that, like, women just, women are nothing, basically. Women are shit. And, like, <laughs> men get to just fucking be amazing when yeah. they're alive and then be amazing when they're dead. <coughs> yeah, it's like it, we admire this person so much and we have enjoyed the things that he has done so much that we don't want to hear any yeah. kind of negative appraisal of something he has done. Especially if it's semi-dubious. Not dubious, yeah, this but is, if it's... Yeah. This is what I want to get into. I I think the question is, how do you decide what to include and what to exclude? Because it, it, there is a selection process there. You can't... You can't write a 55,000-word obituary. You have to choose what to include. You have to choose what to focus on. You have to choose what to highlight and what to give added kind of credence and and, and what to kind of bury in the, the, the murk. I think... I think if someone has been convicted of something, you have... To, and it's a serious offence you have to mention it. That's no question about it. You know, you can't write an obituary of, say, O.J. Simpson and not mention his court case. If you wrote an obituary about how he, he was wasn't just, convicted, though. He was convicted of nope. armed robbery, though. Yes, but you're talking about the killing of his wife. He yeah. wasn't convicted for that, I'm talking but about you the, would have to talk yes, about that. Yeah. My point is, if you just wrote an obituary about him that said he was a great football player and he was in I the naked... I don't think he was a football player. Of course he was. Wasn't it baseball? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. I just had a brain blank. <laughs> you watched a show about him. I did, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but they didn't really... It's not like... The... Okay, yeah. anyway, my point is, if you just had an, uh, an obit, as they say in the trade... In well, what trade? In the... In Newspaper the, trade? Yeah. Isn't it weird that they have obituaries pre-written for someone in case they yeah, die that day? Yeah, they've got a queen day? one. They've got a queen yeah, one Yeah, well, of course. That's really... What a weird job that must be. What's really horrible is that people want the scoop when someone dies. Yeah. It's like everyone's going to know, so you can all report on it. The yeah. idea is that they want to be the first. Just to, in that Kobe... Bryant case. TMs, Before think, it was even confirmed, yeah. they they had the rumors out there. Yeah. And I it's like, just had, wait an hour. I think they said that, like, someone's family knew about it right. from TMZ. Right? I don't know. It just, before the police have even confirmed what's going on. Yeah. Just. Because yeah. there were so many rumors. Wasn't there that person on TV who got fired for saying that all of his kids died? I didn't see that. Yeah. A news in America, yeah. some news person said that. People all of, get to yeah. trigger happy just they want to be like you said they want they to break want to the news first. and it's a dark thing because you want you want those extra page views so you're willing to potentially say someone's mm. dead when they're not is just or someone's kids are all dead and they're not anyway my point is if you write an obit about oj and you just say he's a great football player and he was in the naked gun movies or whatever that would be ridiculous and in the same way if you wrote an obituary about roman polanski yeah 
Was he? Was he? Conv- I don't know. Yeah, he's. That's why he doesn't live in America. He was convicted because he's. He's. They were waiting to sentence him or something. Yeah. So in that case, I you... don't know if they were waiting to sentence him, but or they were waiting to go to trial. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. But, he... but if he was convicted of something, he that should be, and it was as serious as child rape. That should be prominently yeah. mentioned in his obituary. Definitely. I don't think they need to have been convicted, but I. Because, for instance, like... Let's get into this. It's hard because I want to believe a person when they say, and I do believe them. Okay. But I guess if you're talking about what to include, do you include what a person has said or do you include it went through the pol- the police and the court? Um, in terms of the Kobe Bryant one, that he, he was charged. Um, it only got dropped because the woman said she wouldn't testify. And then she filed a civil suit against him that they settled and the rape rape kit came back positive right okay so when you have stuff like that you know what i mean it depends on if you're a person who's like i need evidence right or if you're a person who says i believe everyone who says that they've been hurt do you know what i mean yeah i don't have that blanket blind belief in every accusation i just don't i don't think it is i don't think it's fair and i don't think it's just and i don't think it's right and i think that you have to exercise some critical thinking and withhold um damnation on someone if you are if there is any reasonable degree of doubt even just as yourself like just to pronounce guilt on someone to say it definitely this guy's a rapist i don't I wouldn't be comfortable doing that on the basis of anything less than a like a thorough trial in front of his peers. That's just how I feel because it's yeah. such a such a heavy once that mark is against your name, yeah. you're doomed. I understand that. I get that. It's hard though when a person says they've been hurt in some way. There's no reason to not believe them kind of thing. I know what you mean by that. So for me it's I look at it in the opposite sense. Yes, okay. So I I do, if someone says it, I've got no reason to doubt you. I believe you. Obviously, when it comes to they're accusing a person that you like or that you've watched their movies or you listen to their music or whatever it is, that's when it gets like, it feels unbelievable to you. I think that's when people aren't necessarily believed or whatever. Because if it's someone you like, say like the Kobe Bryant thing, especially sports, people are so invested. They're so in love with yeah. it that they would do almost anything for their team or whatever. These athletes are like gods. Yes. So it's like I categorically like do not believe he's this person is capable of this thing. You know, I cannot believe it. They cannot separate any real logical critical thinking between the person they hold up so high i try to think about what if one of the people i'm like totally fangirl over what if something came out about them because i feel like with this whole me too thing there wasn't really anyone i super liked that stuff there was a few people but no one i was like fangirl over and i think to myself so i didn't really have to do that hard not hard work, but I didn't have to do that work of yeah. separating because there wasn't really anyone there that I was like, you know. But say like if one of my super 
my super super fangirl type situations <laughs> i don't know it'd be hot it'd be devastating yeah. because you for instance if it was like music you listen to you couldn't listen to that music anymore and it i don't know how you wouldn't think of it you know when people say i'm able to separate the art from the artist i think it might be easier to to, to separate the art from the artist when you're not a super fan mm. like the brad pitt thing i like him fine i've seen a lot of his movies but i'm not a super fan so i don't need to see his movies yeah. Um, you have no personal stake no. in the the moral fiber of Bradley Pitt. Yeah, the whole situation is obviously sad mm. and like, you know, but I'm not I'm not needing to walk away from something. Yeah. So I think there's no cost. Yeah, so I think yeah, I don't know how you could not think about it if it's as if it's someone you really like. I feel like that's all I would think about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's try and stay on that topic of um, if a person dies. Because this is this is my point, honestly. What meets the bar of being so important that you should have to mention it, even if it's just an accusation? Like, what's the bar? Do you? I mean, a lot of people would say if they've been accused of sexual assault, even if it's just an accusation, has never been um, tried in court, has has no necessarily evidence besides this person's word you should mention that because it's so important but like where does the line lay in terms of the so-called crime yeah if i understand what you mean yeah well for instance i see people saying you've got all the me too stuff and whatever and then i see people saying lumped in with that oh he's a cheater right he's cheated on all his wives or whatever and i'm like Okay, that's not the fucking same as sexual assault. What's wrong with you? Sure. That's like, okay, you could say morally that person isn't great, but it's not a crime and it doesn't necessarily even make you a horrible person. You don't know the situations. Mm. It's just in the public eye they have treat they have cheated or whatever. And I'm like, you can't lump you can't say that that's the same. You can't, I don't even think you need to even be bringing that up. Why do you need to be bringing that up? Um, what, imagine saying that in an obituary. He was a serial philanderer. Yeah, I don't understand. Okay, great. <laughs> I think. Thanks for the I heads think, up. I think because I was going to have an affair with his corpse. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know he's a home wrecker. I think when it's a crime. Yeah, but what so type of crime? People have For example, been accused it, Brad Brad Pitt. Let's say he, in his past. He got into a barroom brawl and he beat some dude up and sent him to the hospital. Actually, does I that ta- get mentioned? Yes, it gets mentioned that he was in a in a in a bar uh, fight. No, not unless there was like. But that's a serious crime. That's yeah, like, you know, physical I take back assault. the crime thing as well because we don't need to know that they did drugs. Yeah, like that's he rubbed. Well, I guess if he rubbed if he a rubbed liquor store, someone, you need to put that. <laughs> Brad Pitt rubbed a liquor store at gunpoint. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's where you have to just, case by case, you have to... I feel like they will use. only do it for shocking crimes. Yeah. Those those well, other things are serious, but they're not seen as kind of salacious in the same way. I'm sure there are lots of famous people who've or got scandalous. into fights. I don't think that's yeah. necessarily... But I think when the fight becomes like the... Like the Mark Wahlberg. I was going to say that is, is the same, but it's not because he didn't get into a fight. He yeah. just attacked someone. That's different. Um... Yeah, I think you've just got to use your, you know, noggin. 
as it were. I don't think it's as easy as that. And I don't think it's necessarily right to leave it up to a each individual reporter's... What? Because some reporters are, let's be frank, activists yeah. in disguise. And they have this feeling of, I need to do this because I need to make a statement about this, rather than just reporting on what's going on. So those reporters would report, like, even the faintest rumor that from ancient days of this person's sexual misconduct they will put in you know 42 point font at the head of the obituary but then someone else who's just trying to look at it objectively and try to put things in their proper place might not even mention that so i feel like you have to have some kind of understanding of what goes in and what doesn't yeah I don't think this is a straightforward answer. Yeah, that's, I think, I think just, that's the thing that people aren't really admitting, yeah. that it's I not, also yeah. think people forget that one thing can exist at the same time. Kobe Bryant was an amazing basketball player. He did amazing things. He even did charity work. He had four kids. I'm sure he was a good dad. Do you know what I mean? Okay. What also exists is that he potentially raped someone. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I think people think that one thing cancels out the other, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, but it colours it permanently. No, what I mean is from the one side of being a fan, they can exist together. Obviously, if you're not a fan, one okay. might exist. The, you know, the, the crime might only exist. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I just think you can say this happened at the same time as being like, yeah, he was a great basketball player. I don't know if it's ethical to admire someone. No, I'm not saying in admiration. I'm just saying that they it's did a something fact. as grave as rape. I'm saying it's a fact. Yeah, but I'm saying he scored all the points, yes, the most points, whatever. There's a difference between his objective accomplishments and my subjective feelings of... That's what I mean. I'm trying to say he mm. was a great basketball player. In Wasn't he like the second best basketball player I in the world? I know nothing about basketball. I read something like behind Michael Jordan, he's like the most okay. whatever. I'll take your word for it. That's what I mean. Yes. Factually, he but was But you don't have to love him as a basketball yeah, player. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but... That's... I'm saying not feeling mm. fact. Okay, yes. You yes. can still be a good basketball player without there being but feelings. But now let's get on to whether you should be a fan of his if you yeah. think... Well, I guess it depends on whether you were, you were able to put it aside. If you were able to really... Because ha- I think a lot of people who, like, try to poo-poo it, they don't know the facts. They think That's they true. know some facts. They think they know. They heard that, like, you know, he in terms of his case, they heard that he brought up the fact that she had tried to kill herself earlier in life or she had other sexual partners. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay, what does that any of that say? She was a hussy, Your Honour. Even it doesn't that's like saying prost, if a prostitute is raped, it doesn't matter because she's a sex worker. That's Jesus so Christ, dumb. Yeah. That's so dumb. Dumb is putting it marked. One is not the same as the other. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I don't know, you've got to have all the facts. You've got to allow yourself to really take in what was either possible or what actually really happened and you know to have been proved. And then if you decide that Okay, I've taken all that in. It's horrible. But I love this. I love myself loving this thing more than that. And I need it. Like, I need to still be... Say, like, it wasn't dead. Because people knew about it before he died, obviously. 
but they already knew about it and they already continued to go to his games, you're deciding your love for that is greater. Yes, you are. Um, it's up to you whether you're okay with that, I guess. I just don't think you can square those those but two. People, yeah, but people obviously do. I don't know that they do. I think they just. I think some of them are so so in love with this person, this figure, that they are willing to ig- either That's ignore what I just said. or to basically just look at it with motivated reasoning and say, there's no way he could have done this because yeah. Kobe's the greatest and blah, blah, blah. But I think if you, if you really, if it seemed to you in the way that you logically appraised it, that this guy very well could be a rapist and you also really enjoy watching him play basketball, and the, the more likely it is that he, beco- that he was a rapist, the less committed you could possibly be to having that emotional connection to him. That's what I think. I think if you really let yourself accept the possibility and think this guy could yeah. be an actual rapist, you wouldn't be cheering for him at the top of your lungs yeah, when he dunks we're a basketball. Right in that people are... I think people just choose choosing, to turn a blind eye yeah. to the other stuff. <laughs> they're choosing their love for it over everything else. Yeah. Or they're not believing it. I mean, some of it also, I was seeing on Twitter, the Twitter replies, he made a mistake. Right. He's grown. He has kids now. Sure. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Mm. Making a mistake is like ticking the wrong box on a form. <laughs> sure. It's not violating another human being because you think that you deserve more than that person and you don't care about their feelings you are committing a crime you are taking something from them and ruining their life because what you want is more important sure so honestly fuck you and people really think that i there are real people out there that that really do think rape is not that big a deal they really think that. Yeah. And it really upsets me. Understandably. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, do you... How far do you feel like a person's taint kind of radiates outwards? So, for example, if you really are, are someone who hashtag believes women and you think that Kobe... Bryant is a rapist and he plays for the Lakers. Can you still support the Lakers? Yeah, I was thinking about this when we said the Brad Pitt thing and I was like, it's not like I watched the movie solely for him because mm. I'm a Brad Pitt fan. I'm a Leonardo DiCaprio fan and I'm interesting and interested in Tarantino's movies to see what he might be doing. Sure. And it's and I was also gonna bring up the Miramax thing, the Harvey Weinstein Miramax thing. Do you know how many movies that he made? Are you going to say that you're not going to ever watch any of those movies? Because he didn't direct them. Yeah. He didn't write them. He was the financier. He just paid for them. Yeah. And you can probably bet he's not really getting any of that money anymore because he's been sued left and right. Right. And he's also getting divorced. So, and also... You're watching these movies and he's probably not getting paid for them anyway because you probably downloading them. <laughs> They're so old, you might already own them on video. Yeah, sure. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I don't think you... Go on. Harvey Weinstein did a lot for women in, in Hollywood. 
The fact it, that it, he it, had the goal to say that yeah. is just... They need to do a mental examination on yeah. this guy. He wasn't even... He That's wasn't, delusion on a grand scale. He also said something about, I got such and such the Oscar, and they didn't oh even have God. one. Oh, right. So it wasn't even true He's what just he dreaming said. up yeah. achievements. So, yeah, I don't think... If it's a... Get out of here on your fake walker, you (laughs) piece of shit. Run down walker as well, as if he's got no money. Yeah, like tennis balls on the bottom of it. It's like, dude, you have millions of dollars. You could have a gold-plated, diamond-tipped walker if you wanted. I didn't mean ratchety. I don't even know what that means. I meant rickety. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... I've totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, so if it's like an ensemble-type thing, like... It's a you want to watch a movie and it's got a cast of like ten people and it's made by someone you really like, but there's one person in it that you don't like because maybe they mm. had an accusation against them. Then I think you just have to decide. Like, I don't know. You just have to decide what. You just have to decide. How about this hypothetical? What if you are a really big fan of someone, a fan girl that you crush on them hard, and they were in a Woody Allen film? Mm. What about that? What about that moral quandary? That's difficult. That moral conundrum. I am a big fan of Kristen Stewart. She did a Woody Allen, Woolly Allen? <laughs> a Woody Allen movie, like, I don't know, three years ago or something. I think it was longer than that. Either way, the yeah. accusations have been out since, like, the 90s. So, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying it. I think it was longer um, than that. But the, the accusations are new. Right. Had already been out. So yeah. she did it after that. They had a second life. Yeah. In the public eye. I'm pretty sure, anyway. And no one has asked her about it, presumably because if she did any interviews around the time, she would have probably said, you're not allowed to ask me. Because um, some people have been asked. Um, so I side-eye her for that, and I wonder what she thinks about it, whether she was thinking about it at the time, whether she is actually a Woody Allen fan, was she doing it to benefit? Because obviously the idea, if you put, if you don't think about the accusations or you don't believe them or whatever it is, is that, being in a he's one of the like the so-called greats being in a woody allen movie is like gets you other things yeah not that she really needs other things yeah but there's a prestige there yeah so i wonder about it and i do wish that she would say something because i want to know as a fangirl what what the what the idea is (laughs) because some people even say me recently like scarlett johansson in, in the last like three months or something has said no, he's my friend, and I believe him, and I have no reason to not believe him, and I will work with him again, etc., etc. And she didn't get that much shit for it in that she's nominated for two Oscars or something ridiculous. Sure. She's double nominated. Wait, how? Jo- how? Jojo Rabbit and Marriage oh, Story. Okay. So, is she double nominated? That seems like a lot. I think she is. I think also Margot Robbie is double nominated. For what? For the BAFTAs. For her two minutes in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, boy. And then for Bombshell, I think, at the BAFTAs. I, I heard that film's good, but to give her an award for... I mean, she's fine. Bombshell? Oh, I heard her, it's not good. Oh, I heard it's really good. We've been different sources, I'm guessing. Well, you've been on TrashOpinions.net. Yeah, let's not name it. And I've been on... The Guardian. No, what? I don't know. I've been on... You do go on the Guardian. GloriousManlyOpinions.org. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I thought you I thought you were gonna say something else when you brought up You think a lot of things. But we weren't going to that. Yeah, so I, I'm curious as to what How dare you tease the thoughts. listeners? Let me say let me let me say, ask you this. And I wanna just say okay. maybe I'm a piece of shit for still being a fan of hers because she was in a Woody Allen movie. That's the question. Like Yeah. What how many degrees of separation can someone have from something before you have to then condemn them in turn? I will tell you, I feel like I for- forgot about that. Did we already talk about this? Yeah, we talked a little bit about this a while back. Oh. Not necessarily yeah. the Kristen Stewart connection. I sometimes think about it when I'm watching interviews of her. And Does I it make you morally queasy? It makes me feel weird. Yeah. But I feel like, I, I was going to say I feel like I can't make a decision without having her speak on it. But isn't her being in the movie... I think I would have to know also if it was before the the accusations came back out or not. I can't remember if it was because mm. um, I think that might count for something because it'd be, yeah. My thing is if she now comes out and gives a mayor culpa and is this, you know, is um, volubly apologetic and and prostates herself before public opinion and says you know what this was fucked up i should never have been in this film this guy's horrible these things these accusations against him are you know um mind-numbingly horrific and stomach turning and whatever to me there's something weird about that in that you knew about those accusations and you did the film and you got all the good things associated with doing a prestigious Woody Allen film and then sev- and then you enjoyed all that for several years and five years later you come out it's like you're trying to have it both ways I get that but at the same time it's like you can forgive that type of thing but you can't forgive the crime it's like they're two different things. I know, yeah, At the of end course. of the day, she just... Because also, it's like, if she came out and she didn't apologize, but she said, all I know is, like, rumors about this or whatever, and I've decided that I don't know, mm. I wasn't there, you know what I mean? Because some people take the tact of, like, well, I think he wasn't convicted, so... Sure. Or I know, like Scarlett, I know him and I believe him type of thing. That's enough, That's a step further. If... If she came That's out like and said that, for him. is it right? Man, I'm going to have to remember where I am. Yeah, so we just got totally rudely and abruptly interrupted <laughs> by our buzzer going because we had some groceries delivered. Yeah, and it cuts so, Manfred off mid-sentence. Yeah, what was I saying? I so if, you, if I leave in the buzzer sound, that's what it was. Yeah. Don't think it was some kind of... Air raid siren going off, or I don't know. No, I don't know. Some some kind of alarm. So what? What? What were you saying? I don't know. You're gonna need to play it back to me. No, you're gonna have to go. I don't remember. We don't have time. Go quick. Uh, Something about. (laughs) 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 I was saying. Pick up the thread. You can do it. Fuck! What was I saying? No, I really don't know. Pick up the baton from your past self. I think you were talking about Scarlett Johansson and how she. Oh, I don't know that we're going to have to do... Yeah, so we're just going to have to forget what I was talking about and just move on because I can't remember. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about old case still? 
Yeah, so my point was, if she came out and said that she doesn't regret working with him and that she believes him or whatever, the decision then is on you. Do you disown someone because they believe something different to you? Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's like like that in the real world. If someone says, oh, so-and-so did this, oh, okay, I don't think I'm going to hang out with that person anymore because I believe women or whatever. And then your friend says, well, I'm still going to hang out with him because I do believe that it didn't happen or whatever. Okay. Do you then disown that person because they believe something yeah. different to you? So I don't know. I don't know what the answer yeah. is to that. That's kind of like a second order, yeah, consideration. Because in a way, that person do- hasn't done anything to you. Yeah. But I think it'd be harder in real life to make that decision than it is to make it about a famous person. Yes, of course. Because in real life. You know the people that you're talking about. Yeah, it's also easier in some ways to just get on with things. Yeah. Harder to cut connections or whatever. Burn bridges. Yeah, but if it's like a movie star or whatever, you can just be like, okay, it's obviously shit that I don't get to be a fan of this anymore. And at one point in time, it meant a lot to me, but I don't think I can really... Because it could sour you. Yeah. It's like when a famous person says something stupid about whatever, it's like... Mm, yeah. Not that I really like you anymore. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, it's different degrees of things. You just said that vaccinations implant socialism in children. Yeah, it's like the Kat Von D (laughs) thing. If you were a fan of her makeup before, Mm. and then you found out she's anti-vax, now people aren't a fan and they're not buying She also has some more unsavory connections. But I feel like a lot of people didn't know about that until the anti-vax... It turns out she's like racist and all this. Open the Pandora's yeah, box. Yeah, there's like a lot of things of, that are apparent. But you know, um, yeah, your girl Case Jew has just been in a film with the problematic T.J. Miller. Yeah. So she has a bit of a track record, one might say. How do you feel about that? How do you defend her? Present, she might even know about those. Present things. your it's case. It's not like it's Brad Pitt. I think the people around her will probably mention. Not if they don't know. Yeah, it's I don't not know. like he's. Also, we that film know was shot several like, years ago, right? No, well, well, I think it took a while to a come out. Yeah, so it might not even come out because TJ Miller wasn't working. Yeah, that's true. At a certain point, and he had been blacklisted, and it was when she shaved her head, which was like two years ago. Right. So, it like, how you know the chronology of her hairstyles? <laughs> of course, I do. My God. So. That was yeah. back when she had 8,201 eyebrows hairs. <laughs> Who has that many eyebrow hairs? How many? Ha- I, if you had to take a, a realistic guess on how many eyebrow hairs you have. 50 on one eyebrow. No, I think it's over well, you, 100. Have you seen my eyebrows? They're very sparse. Uh, you would have more than me. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Fucking 8,000. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a ballpark figure. I took a shot in the dark, okay. What if she has really bushy eyebrows? That's fine. Who's she? Case do. Why would you Oh uh, yeah. Man. She doesn't. She has very th- she has thinner eyebrows than me. Okay. Of course you know that. Just by looking at her. Mm. I have eyes, you I know. Doubt it. Just knowing what I know about you. <laughs> Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> Scares me every time. <laughs> and that was the second lot of groceries that we had delivered. Yeah. Oh, what bad timing. 
I forgot what I was saying. What a world. Let's just wrap it up. Yeah, I think we said what we need to say. We had some more things we're going to talk about, but we'll save them for next episode. And we're trying to... This one came a bit sooner than the last one. We're trying yeah. to do that again. We really so. are trying to do them every month yeah. rather than every six weeks. Yeah. Because at least oh. then it's like if you want to listen to it in parts, you could listen to it like an hour a week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I know not everyone's going to listen to it all in one go. You're telling me they don't want to... Tell me they don't listen to it for four hours straight. They don't want to gorge on my voice. I doubt it. Because I do have a gorgeous voice. You do have a gorgeous voice. I don't know why I said I doubt it. You have a lovely voice. It's beautiful and soothing hmm. and calm and sweet kind and of nice. I was singing for you earlier. You were. Let's get down to business to defeat the Hun. Did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? It's so delightful. Mysterious as the dark side of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that movie called? That's Milan. Milan. Milan, as he likes Mulan? to call it. How do you say M- it? Mulan. Mulan, yeah. I do know how to say it. I've just forgotten it. He just kept saying Milan, Milan. It was, he was showing me this clip, but he, every time he said it, it was like Milan. I for, like, it's like I'd forgotten how to, see, to say it. I haven't seen that film in... 10 years 15 years i haven't seen it. i really like that song and i'm not a disney fan at all but that song has always stuck in my head that's yeah. a good film i remember liking that film it's got eddie murphy in um of all the people to name yeah i know but it's an unconventional choice for a disney film i guess about a chinese warrior yeah you cast eddie murphy as a dragon <laughs> i don't know it's weird is it's, he a dragon yeah he's like her little pet dragon who uh. gets her out of mischief how does a dragon... Oh, don't even Don't worry it. about it. Okay. You don't understand the intricacies of Eddie Murphy's <laughs> and Muslims. So, do we want to... Um, do we want to want to? Do we want to want to? Do you want to want to? Um, is there anything you want to say about... <laughs> I love how furtive you're being. I don't even know. I'm, I think I've gone mad. I think you might have. I think I've gone mad. It's because we haven't put the shop in a way. It's all around and us. I'm like surrounded the by... The aromas of different yeah. foods are co-mingling in the air and it's driving us like wild animals. So where can people find you? Oh, okay. Well, that's funny that you mentioned that because you're reading them today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love you how wanna... you tried to shift the work onto me. <coughs> Sorry. I Typical white woman. Fuck off. So do you want to, first, do you want to tell them where they can find you? We do. Well, yeah, we can do that now. Where they can find you. Yeah, I know. But we usually do that at the end Just of, you. of the plugs. Just say it now. Come on. You can find me at Ryan Finch writes At these coordinates. <laughs> dot com. Um, I write essays and blog posts, personal stuff, political stuff, etc., etc. It's a cornucopia of my thoughts and emotions and deepest fantasies that's no. on a that's on a hidden page of the website that you have to hack into you have to the unlock. you have to hack into the back end directory and root out of the you can, you can some only, folder structure you can only get into it if you answer the questions and the questions are littered throughout all these podcasts <laughs> wow um, answer my riddles free yeah uh, take the first letter of the 69th word of course you say that 69. we speak in each episode so far. Put it together, then mix it up, <laughs> then read it backwards under a full moon, write it in but badger make, blood. Make sure you charge your crystals. Yep. 
And you, you will know it? the answer to the riddles. Okay. Is there anywhere else they can find you? Not right now. Oh, not right now. Don't want to tell people about my my secret watercolor gallery <laughs> opening. Um, I haven't. I'm not you, like George Bush who went off into his dotage and became uh, a painter. Yeah. I'm saving that for my 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 later years. Yes, you can find me at samrosy.com. That's s a m r o s e y. Com. Samantha is positively bouncing. She's juggling then, on the spot with energy and excitement. And there you can find where I mostly post is Instagram. I post obviously photos. And I post Can you imagine? Instagram stories. You're such a rebel. And posting those photos on Instagram. <laughs> Guys, you don't want to miss that. <laughs> don't be fucking... She actually hacked in to let let herself do that. Are you being a cunt? You have to get one per episode, don't you? And I love how it's always Do directed you know at me. I have abstained. I haven't called you a cunt in a long time. Do you want a fucking cookie? <laughs> yes. You want a trophy? You want a gold medal? What's that from? You want a? I forgot. You want a bouquet of flowers? Don't worry about it, kid. Just read the plugs. Um. Yeah. So I mostly was on Instagram, but I also have a blog, and I also have a writing blog, and I have. I do have a YouTube channel, but I basically posted like five videos and never posted anything again because YouTube sucks. It might be reborn uh, one day, though, one so day. keep an eye on it. Subscribe for future anticipation. I, mean, don't. I, I do have a Twitter, but I hardly ever but post. But yeah, com is the conduit to all those things. Yes. It is like her homepage supreme. Yes, you can find all the stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with anyone you think might like it. We hope you like it. Do you like it? No, we already said that. Um, <laughs> you can find the podcast on iTunes and pretty much all... I don't know why we say this part because you're listening to you it. You always complain. Just read uh, the plugs. On iTunes and pretty much all of the podcast services. Or you can go to artatpodcast.com, A-R-T-A-T, podcast.com which redirects to our SoundCloud page. And you can send any feedback or comments to artat, A-R-T-A-T, podcast at gmail.com. Please do. We'd love comments, even if it's just to say, I like your podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. I'm hearing you from Nepal. And if you, yeah. And if you want to, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, which really helps podcasts like ours, tiny little BB podcasts. And if you want to follow us, we are Art at Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You might wonder, listener, whether you accidentally hit the play podcast at 1.5 times speed just Did then. I say that really fast? But Samantha was just speed reading that. Was I really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> the urgency we feel now that we know There's food is imminent. Really creepy smiley faces on these pages. What determines a smiley face as creepy or not creepy? I don't know, but it's creepy. They're all pretty uniform, to be honest. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this shit up because I've got to go to therapy. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> next time. Next time. Our, next time on Artat. Tell me about your therapy, Samantha. Well, it was great. And and we did crystal work and we did Reiki and we did no, soul reading. We didn't do any of that. You love Reiki. Okay, goodbye. You we, love we like you. energy healing. Bye. She loves it.
Can't get rid of us that easy. But we're going anyway. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) So you want to do another podcast now? You want to do our other podcast? Yeah, over a secret podcast. Uh, Christian Bell fan uh, cast. Sexual podcast? Codcast, I was going to say. What? You love cod. I'm done with this. Let's go. And you love... I don't love cod. Haddock. I don't even know the difference. You love carp and you love yeah. bream. I like bream. a bit of bass. You do. I don't. Got that super bass. I don't even know what that is. Fish. Bye.